Howard from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Dewar State Studios in California. It's episode 232 of the Primetime Show. Tonight, it's the second installment of our PCA pregame series as we deliver a media panel that will focus on this year's trade show. And as always, the Primetime Show is sponsored by Delos Race Cigars. Dagos Reyes Cigars introduces another chapter of the saga, the saga Celez. Celez is a Spanish word that means leisure after work and the spirit of the standing ideal of owning your own journey and making your own saga. Saga Celez is the perfect companion to enrich those moments of choice, making them truly yours. Saga Celez carries a blend of Coyolo Olor and Peloto Cubano, wrapped in a selected Ecuador shade Claro wrapper that generously delivers with elegance a surprisingly rich and balanced smoke. It's available in three sizes at an affordable price. Ask your retailer for Saga Celez. And by Pernomo Cigars, awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal. The Perdomo 20th anniversary brand is consistently earning the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th anniversary blend requires tobaccos that have been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combine these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigars is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, manufacturing agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, the Perdomo WH 12-year vintage, Perdomo 20th anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th anniversary, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel Age, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Mento 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And I want to mention Aganorsa Leaf. Great Leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive flavor of their Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of their JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of Farm, or Casa Fernandez cigars, you will experience a unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorsa Leaf special. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorsa Leaf. And finally, by Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Diplomat app for your mobile device. Keep up with everything going on in Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of Shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California studios for the Primetime Show. And Cigar Coop would like to announce that Daylos Race Cigars and Drew Estate will be the exclusive sponsors for our 2022 PCA trade show coverage. Welcome, everybody. This is Prime Time, episode 232. Today is Thursday, June 16th, 2022. This is Will Cooper here. I am in the Perdomo Scott Studios on the Black Stage. And tonight, I'm joined uh, at the controls by my friend and colleague, Mr. Aaron Loomis. How you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Yep, yep. Uh, I can't complain, you know, and... Uh, I can't complain about baseball again. So, yeah. uh, I, so, uh, I mean, but last time we had a lead on this show, I made a mistake. It's, mistake. It, if it, it goes away happen. at this point, you just got to quit the team. I got to quit the team. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, getting, getting ready, uh, you know, and otherwise, otherwise getting ready for uh, the trade show and, mm-hmm. 
kind of an interesting week to say the least. And we had a heat wave come through Charlotte that broke uh, this afternoon. So uh, we had some, like all the heat, I guess it was in Texas. Uh, Sunday came here by Tuesday. Mm, interesting. Well, Humidity stays around though. Um, yeah, yeah, that doesn't, yeah. That doesn't change. Um, okay. it doesn't change. Yeah, although it's not as bad as it could be. So, it's not that South Florida humidity, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, so Aaron, this is uh kind of every year we've done this. We've gathered various people in the media, uh, to talk about things before the trade show. We mm-hmm. try to mix it up every year. So tonight we have an interesting uh. Uh, gallery or cast of characters. Um, so I, well, how about we get into it right now? Go for it. All right. So first, I guess we'll introduce um, uh, a man um, who is um, enjoying the good life right now, sitting in his uh, at the uh, backyard of his estate. Uh, <laughs> it's the one and only Eric Gutmerson of Cigar Dojo. What's going on, fellas? Uh, yeah, I'm in the backyard tonight. Decided to uh, to just uh, relax a bit and enjoy this beautiful Colorado evening with you guys. So looking forward to the show. No, it's good. You know, um, I actually just saw today that oh, yesterday I saw it, I should say. Aaron and Aaron and you and I are going to be doing this again tomorrow night on, on uh, your show yep. uh, right. with, with, with first impressions. And I just can't wait for Aaron's first impressions on any cigar. <laughs> I got to just say this. I'm like so excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to speed date some cigars and uh, should be interesting. To be uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be interested to see how if Aaron even likes, does he even like cigars? I don't know. We'll, that, I don't know. That, that is a big question that, that is, <laughs> I assume, going to be answered. <laughs> yeah. And then we have some some uh, some friends over from. uh the Cigar Coop Coalition tonight. Um, so I'm going to read them in order of the screen. So there's no one getting hurt from left to right. Um, from the Tatawahi Studios in Black Mountain, North Carolina. The one and only Ben, the Bull Shark Lee. He's on oh, mute. Ben, oh, come on, man. That's a, that's a crescendo. Uh, ben is on mute. He blew his big moment. <laughs> I forgot my damn neighbor's dog was barking the whole night. But uh, yeah. Anyway, glad to be on the show. This is Ben. This is Ben's first time on a podcast. So yeah, welcome, yeah, exactly. Ben. <laughs> That's exa- exactly. All right. Coming over to next. Um, he is coming from uh, his studio uh, in the Midwest, <laughs> in the great state of Illinois. The one and only Aaron Nielsen. Gentlemen, greetings and salutations with that initial buildup that you gave to Eric. I thought it was going to be me. <laughs> Not, but always a pleasure to be with you guys. Honored to be part of the show tonight and really, really looking forward to it. So you're a veteran now. You went through a show last year. Yeah. Yeah. Grizzled veteran. Yeah. Grizzled <laughs> you're a grizzled veteran now. You got the battle scars. <laughs> and finally, coming over from the Alec Bradley, Lone Star Studios in Azel, Texas. He's the one and only El Oso Fumar himself, Bear Duplissy. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Thank you, Coop. That was a great introduction. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm thrilled to be sitting here with you, gentlemen. I'm thrilled to be here with the most um, generous soul uh, in the industry, uh, 
Eric uh, from Cigar Dojo, who over through all the years uh, still maintains that you guys have a deep and tremendous friendship, even though you have incredible inability to pronounce his last name. <laughs> I am so honored to sit with you, Eric Gatormson. It is an honor. And, wow. er, and Aaron, thank you so much for uh, allowing me to uh, come on your turf. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, we, we debated kicking you off, but uh, Aaron, I went the bath. Easy, easy, easy call for next year now. Thank you. Uh, hey, hey, before we kind of get into uh, PCA tonight, what is everybody smoking? Okay. Right, well, the, I got the um, Crux Epicure Maduro in the Robusto tonight. Starting that off. I actually thought that might be a Gordo for a second. I was thinking, wow, he might have actually saw the light. Why would you think that? Really? Because when I because when I there, there are good Gordos out there, and I think that's one you would like. I don't know. I don't know. Yep. All right, Bear. What do you got? I'm going. I'm going over in screen order here. Uh, well, oh wait, wait, no, 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 no. Eric was skipped. I gotta go back to Eric. He's okay. he's, he's on the left side. So sorry. I, I'm going with the uh, Ferriotego Elegancia. Ooh. That's what I'm starting with. I got was that was that the number three or the number one? That was the number, number one. one. You went number one, so you're going right for your number one tonight. Ah, I can smoke this every. If I got, you know, I can smoke this every day. It's an amazing cigar. There you go. It's a little expensive, but <laughs> no, they are a lot expensive. <laughs> uh, Bear, what do you got? I'm enjoying everything by proxy tonight. I will not be smoking. Oh, that's uh, right. You can't. We forgot. Yeah. So you're, you're not allowing me to as well, remember? Yeah, yeah. So, so Bear's had gotten up getting over double pneumonia, just so you, for folks who didn't hear on Tuesday night. Oh, so uh, it was advisable he don't smoke. All right, Mr. Nielsen, what do you got? Well, I, I've got a couple in hand that, are, you know, we're going to go to, such as the Davidoff Yamasa. We've got the 1935. But I'm starting, since it's probably going to be a five-hour show, um, I am oh, starting <laughs> with <laughs> I'm starting with the 601 black. Oh, wow. That's a cigar Loomis actually liked, I think. The original. The original. Let's be clear. The original. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Aaron, what do you How got? You? Uh, I am going to keep my palate pristine for my guest appearance on Cigar Dojo tomorrow to make mm. sure that my thoughts are easily comprehended and true to what my palate is. So um, when he destroys the cigars yes. tomorrow, no one could say it was because his palate was corrupt. 100%. <laughs> right. That's pretty smart. I like it. Long, <laughs> it's the long con. Yeah. Right. I think, it, I think it was more that Aaron couldn't find anything that he liked in the 100%. world. 100%. You're right, man. <laughs> You're 100% right. All right. Yeah, yeah. And what about you, Coop? What um. You, so... Coop? I actually opted. It's not an ideal cigar to start with, but I decided um, I think it was appropriate. So, you know, a lot of people always ask me, what is the best cigar I had on the trade show floor last year? And it was the Casa Magna Liga F uh, by, um, so, by Casada Cigars. So I'm smoking it tonight in the Robusto size. Um, I know this is really good because I actually had one of these earlier today. So, um, but I figured this would be a good one to have because this was like the, the not necessarily my number one cigar here, but it was the best cigar I had on the floor, I like to say, last year. That was, uh, that was like one of the only ones you smoked, right, Ben? It's because you were in the camera the whole time? 
Yeah, and the little uh, like petite Corona size. Um, it was fantastic. It was so yeah. good. Yeah. Legit. Now, now I know why Eric, you asked me. We haven't Scott Pierce on tonight. <laughs> I didn't change the wording here. Oh yeah, I was, and that's I why was I asked me that. Yeah. All right. So no, appreciate it. So you know, uh, I want to kind of kick off tonight's show, and I don't want to go through a whole recap of the 2021 show, but you guys all went to last year's trade show. And I'm kind of curious to see, is there a challenge or an obstacle that you thought PCA had to tackle going into this year's trade show? You know, something, it doesn't necessarily have to be something bad, but something you say, you know what, they really need to work on this for, for next year. And I just want to get some feedback on it. So, Eric, I'm going to put you on the spot first on this one. Okay. Um, what do so, you- I, I think that the big thing, one of the big things to me was you got to make this thing feel like a trade show, right? Like this was the last year was the first PCA that it just seemed like there was no thought put into the show floor. There was barely any signage or bells and whistles. The party was just in the back. Um, If I would have been a retailer bringing you know, a whole bunch of people from my retail shop to go by and celebrate for the week. I think I would have felt a little let down. I felt a little let down as a media guy. I mean, we pay money too, you know? And so it just felt, it didn't feel like a trade show to me. Like it felt like uh, they, they got an empty hall somewhere and, and, and threw up some tables and it didn't seem like a lot of thought was put into it. So this year it seems like they're going to do better because they have a, a, a cool party planned at the cosmopolitan um, I feel like they're going to do a better job. I just, I feel like they took that feedback. They probably got that feedback from a lot of people. It's going to be better this year. Okay. That's an optimistic way to go into it. Um, and that was, optimi- uh, that was optimistic <laughs> for the future, for the future, for the future. Oh, 10, four. Got it. All right. Bear, got one. I, go ahead, Aaron. You go ahead. All right. Yeah, I got one. Cause it comes top of mind here. I, they're going to have to work on, specifically the, the idea that Aaron Loomis is working the warped booth. So, <laughs> so I go in thinking that the idea that people are going to either take down early, they do what Caldwell did, which was looks like uh, they were in, you know, homeless in central park, um, just not taking it seriously just kind of throwing it together and just said, look, Hey, we paid our money. We're here. So you should be grateful. I think they've got to go in setting expectations for the exhibitors that not only do they have to put their best foot forward, which should be pathetic that that's got to even be stated, but if they expect to be there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that was something that we talked to Scott Pierce on last week. Um, and according to what we heard, they're contractually obligated to do that. Can they been in the contract though? Yeah, but it's always been in the contract. So it's not anything new that they added for this year. They're supposed to do it. How much they enforce it, I don't know. But here's the thing. How do they enforce that? What are they gonna do? Yeah. Exactly. You're gonna fine them and how you gonna actually collect that fine. You know, it's a tough situation there, and I agree. All right, Bear. Yeah, I um, I think that 
I, I think that there are a lot of challenges. I think there's a couple brought up and I think some more are going to be brought up here in just a little bit. Um, but I think there's, there's kind of one that's pretty glaring and it might be the go-to choice. Um, I, don't, I don't think anyone on this panel is going to say it, so I'll just go ahead and say it. But I think the, the, um, the biggest challenge is carrying over the, the very positive vibe. I mean, I know Eric had something different to say about it, but I thought overall, like everybody, everyone was really happy to be there. Like I thought everyone, you know, like every, every attendee was happy. Every vendor was happy. Like it was, there was a, there was a really happy vibe um, at the trade show. And I think people were just grateful, just grateful to be there and everything. And how do you, how do you capture and how, how do you, uh, capitalized on that because to Eric's point, they do need to do a lot of things better. It needs to be bigger. It needs to be a little bit more like normal. I think most people were just, again, just grateful to get out of the house last year. And that would, that's what made the vibe really positive. So how do you carry that over? Well, that's, that's the challenge. And the second thing is, and I, I, I know we've all slept since then and probably no, but nobody's thought about it. And so I'm going to be the dumbass and bring it up, but I, I just, uh, I want them to shake off that last moment of the trade show, the, the infamous picture, like, just let that be what it is in the past, even though I'm the dumbass who's bringing it up and just move kind of move forward and everything. And I, so I think that's kind of the biggest challenge is carrying the good vibe forward um, and uh, making sure to, to, to capitalize on it and then and also build upon it, like what Eric was saying earlier. Can I ask you a question on that, Bear? So um, I agree with you. Now, taking that positive vibe, the cigar industry and, you know, let's go specifically retail retailers, they're coming off of a COVID, say two years, where we saw a lot of growth, right? So growth in sales, we saw growth in cigar smokers. Do you think that that helps with the positive vibe, or do you think they look and say, "Oh, we're, look at the economy right now, and shit, here we go"? What, where do you where do you fall on that side of where they're going to be? Um, that's a that's a really great question. Um, I would say, by and large, I would say that most most cigar industry people are are positive about certain things and negative about other things. Um, I, I think there might be some talk about the economy. I think um, on a very much smaller point, I think it would be really behoove the PCA to actually do some kind of educational forum while they're there uh, on, on, on potential economic impacts and things like that, how, how uh, retailers can survive, things like that. They already proved that they could survive COVID. But um, I think overall, I think, um, I, I think retailers are going to be pretty positive. They're, they're going to have a lot of expectation. They're going to want more, uh, because again, like you said, there's just been overall, there's been such tremendous growth. I think I heard Charlie Minato once if say, uh, like a few months back, if, if you haven't sold, if you, if you c- couldn't figure out how to sell cigars and never sell cigars. So, yep. Okay. Ben, how about you? I mean, one that's kind of always been an issue. This this is this one's really hard. I mean, for any trade show to do this, so it's not an easy task for PCA, but it's somehow drive the cost down for you know all the cigar companies coming in, um, or any 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 uh, distributor or whatever to get those costs down to make it more cost effective to be at the trade show. And I know a lot of their costs is you know is driven by just you know all the different aspects of las vegas but they really need to figure out a, a, a better way to present that that's more um fiscally viable to all the attendees of the show uh, yeah i mean that's 
And I think that's a huge problem this year with just inflation and everything going. I can't imagine what the cost of some things going to be in Vegas this year. Yeah, that's uh, what on top of all that, on top of all what you're saying, I agree. I think it's it's even a worse position the way our economy is right now right. with inflation and fuel prices. It's even a worse situation. So, I think they'll. I think they'll. I mean, they usually do the best they can do, but it, it's something that they yeah. definitely have to work on every year. I mean, every trade show has this problem, but. You know, it's it's something they have to work on. Agree. Oh, for sure. For sure. Aaron, what about you? Uh, I've got two things. Um, first thing I would say is to get this uh, PC exclusive thing uh, figured out. Um, it's a mess. Um, I think they could do it really well. It can be a big deal for the right. trade show. Um, but they they should scrap it as it is and, like, start over again. Like, early on you're not going to lose anything just dump it start over again do it the right way and i think it, it could be a, a big deal um the second thing is um i think just kind of getting more of the social aspect um of the attendees going um i'm a little worried about their special uh nightclub party thing that they've got scheduled it, se- it seems like it's uh like access to a, a location that's already open for like other things um, and if you don't have like kind of an exclusive gathering, I think it kind of, you might lose a little bit of the, you know, everybody that's there and stuff like that. So uh, I'm not sure that how well that's going to fly, but um, last year when they kind of had the traveling happy hour at one point, when they started bringing around beers to everybody, I thought that was kind of cool. And uh, you know, getting to have drinks with people just kind of are, you know, in the aisles, I thought it was kind of cool. So if they can kind of get things going, like, Maybe if there's a spot in a lull and the you know people moving around and things like that, just uh, throw a conga line down an aisle or something like that, and get you know kind of get things moving moving around. I think if you keep the social stuff going, um, I think that will help kind of lift up the the vibe at, at the trade show. Aaron, I'm going to actually my choice was was on the PC exclusives, but I'm going to go a step further. They need to just ditch the whole idea of the, of the PCA exclusives and let the manufacturers just do it if they want to do it. No, uh, no. I think you could do something special. The manufacturers special. in the last two years have proven they don't want to do it. They're just checking a box. Uh, I understand, Some manufacturers accept it. Some accept no, are, we top, are we doing this topic now? I guess we are. We can save it. We'll save it. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So let's save it. But that was... That was my thing. Is I think it needs to just completely go away, and I'll just kind of we'll we'll, we'll, we'll do a whole seg. We'll have a whole piece on that. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, um, Coop's getting in his open remarks early. That's cool. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> in fact, I'll just say this: is we're going to be going through lots of. I'm much more positive on things with PC. If we're going to save it for later, save it for later. Yeah, that's just the one thing that's been a little sore spot with me. Yeah. All right, so hey, let's get into some things this year. Um, as far as the trade show goes, um, now. For full, you, I don't know if everyone on this panel is aware of it or not, but this was confirmed with Scott Pierce last week. There are new hours for days one to three of the t- trade show floor. Eric, were you aware of that? I, when I saw your question on the sheet today, I went and looked at the schedule. Um, but I, to be honest with you, I couldn't really remember what the hours were before. So, um, yeah. yep, yeah. So they went from 10 to five. On days one to three to 11 to six. Interesting. Yeah. Because the cigar industry can't get up to be <laughs> at work at 10 a.m. They need to sleep in another hour. 
I Wait. like that. That's good, Coop. Come on, man. It's Vegas. <sighs> for all the people like for all the complaining you did about people not being in the booth first thing. This is this this solves that. Or in theory, right? Why 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 what why does it matter? I mean it get an extra hour of sleep. A lot of these guys uh, are up till three AM. It we lose an hour of time in between close a trade show and, and evening activities, which yeah, actually is kind of important. anything at six o'clock. Come on. Um, actually, I am. So, yes. Ah, okay. Right. So it's if I'm trying to get any, you, yeah. so if I'm trying <laughs> to get anything done to publish, now I have to redo my whole day. So it's, it's all about, it is a little selfish, but I don't really get it to be honest with you. Um, because next year they'll want 12, 12 to seven, probably most trade shows I go to in the country start at 8 a.m. like and, and, or 9 a.m. I mean, so this, this idea of a, uh, 11 a.m. start is, is, I mean, it's it's a little, I don't, I, I didn't care for it. I'm not speaking for anybody you else. You can That's get what, in at 10, though, right? We can get in at 10, yes. All we right, used so to be able to get in at 9. So, Coop, now you get in at 10, uh-huh. and you can just leave at 5. You don't have to stay till 6. You, you got I, us, Coop. You, you, you got except, us. We'll, we'll... Except last year when we got in early, the manufacturers who forgot they had to be there early for the for the early attendees, <laughs> which tell me that wasn't the case. So. Well, no, that's what I was saying. Is that like now with us starting an hour later, you know, like they'll be there, right? Yeah. I mean, like idealistically here. I mean, just yeah. saying. Yeah, Bear, you know that's not going to happen. They won't be there at eleven either. I said idealistic. I was <laughs> <laughs> okay. getting very hostile tonight. We're getting I'll, very hostile. <laughs> that's uh, fire. Yeah, real, realistically, they'll be they'll be there at noon. You know how they are. If Mike Bellity was at this trade show, right, it would be exactly what Ben said. He would be dragging in at noon. Right? Because oh. that, that's exactly. Well, no, the show starts 11. Early people 10. Show starts 11. I could be there at noon now. Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the logic. Because the, in, the industry just does not drink enough after hours. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some people that get there on time. You go interview them. There's going to be other people that drag in late. And you just won't interview them. I think Saka, it's a good, Saka it's a good moved, move. Saka moved his morning interview back an hour this year. He did not put a 9 a.m. start on day four because I got the we got the we got the 10 a.m. time. And that was the earliest he had. So I think he even wants to get there an hour later. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to change anything. They're going to still be it's going to be the same way. Just an hour shifted. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The next thing, attendance outlook. So we're hearing from the PCA. I'll just kind of start this off that attendance is up. Okay. Okay. I I have some thoughts on that. I kind of gave my thoughts to Scott last week on that, but thoughts on attendance, the attendance outlook for 2022's Premium Cigar Association trade show. I mean, I I think up compared to what? Go ahead. Up from last year? Up from. Yeah. Right. So just in general, you're hearing the attendance is up. Do you think that's going to be the case um, or not? Well, I think so. So, Coop, the way I look at it is um, people are still uh, hungry to get out and do stuff. Right. So people put off vacations for years. People did this. This is probably uh, an event for a lot of people an ability to get out and travel. Right. So it's an excuse for yeah. whomever it may be. So I'll take PCA at its word. 
that attendance is probably going to be up, but, but I think expectations last year were low. So is it up from last year? I will say yes. Is it up from years past? Probably not, but you know, they're, they're good. They're not going to say going into it. If I had to guess, not calling them liars, but that they're going to say, Oh boy, tenants is low. And then all of a sudden, you know how a bad rumor spreads with inside the cigar industry. It, it's going to be Debbie Downer everywhere. People are going to say, oh, great. This, is t- this show is going to be poorly attended and blah, blah, blah. So I'm optimistic that attendance is going to be up from last year because of people wanting to get out and just see people and do stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be the another guy's glass half full. I, I mean, last year's trade show went off really well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I've been going to the trade show since 2005. I I thought it was I, I thought it was a kind of throwback to the old way RTDA of doing things, right? Smaller booths. It was e- it just seemed easier to conduct business. I heard a lot of retailers that, that said they loved it. They, you know, it was nice having a you know, smaller footprint. Honestly, you know, I, I I just think there was a good vibe coming out of that before the picture thing that. I think people that didn't come was like, oh, man, I should have went to that. That's, you know, it seemed like it had been a, a good time to come. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I think PCA is right. I think th- I think it's going to be a higher attendance this year. You yeah, know? yeah, Ben, and I think, I think, too, I think there's a little bit of that, that fear of missing out from last year, right? Because I think there was a lot of positivity coming out of, of last year, um, and especially because I, I, people didn't know what to expect. So maybe expectations weren't overly high. But I think there's some people that probably look back and said, you know what, we should have probably been there last year. We're going to go this year. Yeah, I mean, I know for a fact uh, there's several shops that I've talked to that didn't go last year that are going this year. You know, so there's that. You know, it's a small sample size, but still, it's something. Bear, what do you think? You okay? Oh yeah, I'm good. No, I was just saying, like, like up compared to what, um, like, but if we're talking about year over year, um, no, I, I, I think, um, I mean, I think there's some truth to what you're saying. I, I'm the my concern. My concern is just how like it looks like. So like we talked about we in years past we talked about how you know attendance could be good, but you know with the with the booth, some of the booths being so big and the footprint being so large at the time, it looked empty, right? just because of, you know, just the larger footprint and stuff like that. So I know that there's more companies this year, which is a positive. I'm not trying to knock that at all. But if like attendance is slightly up, does that mean the show looks less full? You know, and, and, do, and do people feed off of that, that vibe in a negative way? So those, I mean, that's, I guess, some questions will be yet to be answered. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I believe it. I believe, they, I believe the number is probably greater than last year uh, by much. I wouldn't venture to guess. I don't know if it's considerable. I don't know if it's above. I would say I'd be conservative and say maybe fifteen percent higher. Uh, yeah, that's just that's just a guess. Um, do we know how many more? I know we. I know three off the top of my head. Do we know any more companies that weren't last year, but they're this year? Do we know that, Aaron? Do we have a total? Uh, four. There's four Who's major good? ones. There's four major ones. Yeah, four there. major ones. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll, I know we're going to spend a little time on them, but the four major ones I had are McAuliffe, Florida, Florida Medicana, United, and Villager. I don't know if I'm leaving anyone out. But we're losing AJ, who was there last year. We're losing AJ, who was there last year. And I think Blackbird's not going to be there. They're not a major one, but again, I'm just, I know there's, so there's some, uh, so, so, so it might so, be the same size. I don't know. Is Foundation back this year? Foundation's back. I'm sorry, Foundation yeah. should be on that list too. Yeah. 
So what if I, I knew I was missing one. I never thought yeah. they were gonna. Yeah. So I'm gonna add them to the. Um. Okay. So, Aaron, you have any thoughts on that? And then I can give mine. No, I mean I, I'll I'll believe in that the the registered attendees are up, and um, who knows? Sometimes the tenants can be crazy, and the Florida layout makes it look like it's empty. So it's hard to tell by looks, but um, if the floor looks the same as it did last year, you should be able to tell if there's more people or not. So I have no doubt. I think they have increased mm-hmm. registration this year. I'm going to take the PCA totally at their word. They, they've not given me any reason not to believe that. Um, the big question I have, and this is the question I've been asking for the past few years, are people going to stay the full four days? That's the question I have um, because we've seen this drop off after Sunday for the last three, three shows that there's been a drop off um, of, a, of people at the show and add to the fact that I don't think most retailers can afford to be at the show for four days. Still, I think that's a big problem. They can't afford to buy for four days. It leads a lot of them to just say, I'm going back home and I'm going to deal with my store. That's the, I don't know if they're going to solve that problem this year. I think we're going to see that same problem. this year. I think there'll be like Saturday. I think it will look really like, I think it will look really good. I think there'll be more people there, but I think by Monday we're going to see a lot of the problems we've seen in the last three trade shows with that. Namely this, this, uh, this kind of hockey stick nosedive of people on the floor. And Coop, Coop, I, do you think, yeah. and this is, this is a question for anybody. And I don't know if there's yeah. a right or wrong. I guess, but would, do you think it'd make a difference if they shifted it from ending on, you know, a, a Tuesday to ending Sunday and moving it, Wednesday through Sunday versus, you know, Friday through Tuesday. I don't, I don't think so. Honestly, don't because I know people don't want. It's the most people don't want to be away on the weekend. Believe it or not. Yeah, well, I was, well, weekend, I mean, so a lot of people that you know that I, I know several retailers that come to the show only for a few days, and it's because it's during their busiest part of the year, right? Especially the shops I go to in Florida. Like this is their busy time, so they need to get there, get their bit of sun, and get yeah. back to their their uh, their shop. So the, I mean, but see this this thing we're talking about. I, I remember this ha- is happening from way way back. RTDA, it, it was it happened then, and it was because people want to get there, get their business done, and get back to their shop to make money, not sit around. You know. Yeah, it seems like it's gotten worse though in the last few years. Like significantly though, but there's always been a drop off those last two days. Coop, I don't understand why we care if attendees leave. That uh, the the idea of the show being four days isn't that to accommodate people not ha- having to be there for four days? Like, oh, I can go these two days, I can't go these two days. But w- I mean, it's the 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 exhibitors we need there to be four days. But why do we care at all if? As long as the retailers get their job, you know, get what they need done, they pay their dues, they buy the cigars they need, they, I don't see why that matters at all. Well, like, it kind of, it, it matters. It does matter. It matters on, the, on just the metric side, right? So, like, if you're PCA and you know you're, like, on the last day, the last full day, there's nobody there, why not drop that day? From well, the whole, that, that, that's, and, that's, and, that's, and that's the point I was going to make is it, it – yeah. So this is a this is a question to the media panel because it's a media it's a selfishly media question, Eric. I mean, that, I mean, frankly speaking, I don't want to 
comment on your wallet because that's your business. But I mean, that that affects your that affects a lot of your content, which affects traffic and everything like that. If if they suddenly remove a day, you know, off of the trade show, I mean, there's only so many hours during the trade show time. And you're you guys are really highly skilled at, and you've done two games. Maybe you go to three. I don't know. You, I mean, you're you're the king of adjustments. So I'm sure you'll you would figure it out. But in the short run, it, it, it can affect all of us because uh, the, the amount of content that we can produce becomes becomes automatically smaller because we won't be able to fit in as much in those. I know. Of days. I know. But that's a different problem there, because what what this topic I thought was, was it's not good that people that it, the attendees don't stay for all four days. That doesn't affect how we cover the show at all. In fact, that makes it better. Like on that last day, if there's hardly anybody there, I mean, heck you can, you can interview pretty much anybody that you want. Like that's a different yeah. topic. First of all. Yeah. I think Eric, you make a fair point, but here's what I, what I'm starting to see happen. I'm starting to see grumbling from retailers on those, those last two days. Like they feel like they're wasting their time. Like, why are we here? Right. There's, there's less people. We're not taking it right in as many orders. Um, some people have taken it upon themselves now to go home early, which that's, you know, we could forget about the media selfish side. What if you're a retailer that was planning on spending four days and suddenly you don't know that it, suddenly that retailer is gone and you couldn't make the order. Now, are you talking about the manufacturer? What are you? Uh, yeah, he's talking, about, he's talking about the manufacturer. I'm talking about the manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the manufacturer. OK, so but here's the thing. That is just an overall attendance problem. It doesn't matter that they they're there two days and they leave two days. Like you're either going to make the sale or you're not going to make the sale to those those people. But I don't think it matters at all if they decide to to leave early. Like who cares? Like it doesn't make any difference. Um, the, the what I've heard and I've heard this from manufacturers. Why are we here for four days? Okay, now that is. That is a and different that, question. Yeah, like yeah, TPE does yeah. it in three days. Right. And, um, you know, maybe PCA could do it in three days. Right. I we've Coop, I've been on this show with you. What? Six straight years. We every time we're on the show, we say, why do they do that last day? Yeah. Right. But I mean, it, we've said yeah, it three thousand yeah, times. Yeah, it's true. We've said it every year. Yeah. Um, But I guess what I'm thinking is I, I, I'm seeing more. It's been amplified the last three years for sure. Well, yeah, because I think attendance has been has been down. I know? mean, there was the one there was the one year where I, I got in a lot of trouble. I took pictures of the Oliva booth empty <laughs> at like three hours before the trade show, two hours before the trade show closed. So, um, you know, I mean, that's just not a good sign. You it, know? Didn't look, that, it didn't look that much different in the days before either that year. So let's now that is on. a legitimate question. Should they get rid of that fourth day? You know, I I say yes, but whatever. So I've heard. And someone can correct me. Um, he's on the panel or in the audience or later on. I've heard that they want a half day for the last day because the the breakdown of the show is cheaper to do. It's not overtime. It's not overtime. So if they if they go if they close the doors at like five o'clock, they have to pay overtime to break down the trade show floor. So it's cheaper. Well, there you go. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't that still just doesn't make sense? Like you can still just break down on that day and not have the trade show floor open that day. You wouldn't be doing overtime then either. You could. Yeah. I mean, you could certainly do that. I don't know what just cost wise, how that factors in, you know, but that that's a possibility. Then you're just better off having the half day then at that point. 
Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not sure how that breaks down, but yeah. But that causes the problem that we're talking about, that the manufacturers are sitting in their booth saying, why are we here? You know, it's causing ill will. It, it yeah. causes ill will. It creates a negative vibe. And eventually if retailers go in, they hear that negative vibe. And then what do they start doing? They start bitching on it, right? So in media, guys, we hear it. We, we start like pont- pontificating like we're doing now, I guess, on it, right? So so let me ask, the, I mean, just to, we're beating this to uh, we always do. <laughs> yeah, but th- if I'm a retailer, then thinking about the, the scenario you just painted out, you talked about they want to be at their shops on the weekends, et cetera. If I'm a retailer, then why don't I fly out on Sunday, right? I got every, I've got less traffic. I've got more access. It, it, I'm, I'm at my shop Friday and Saturday. Just have them adjust it versus anything else. Unless you got to, you, you know, if Rocky's not going to be there come Tuesday or whatever the case may be, if they want to see who it is but just shift their schedule i don't know yeah you think they do that (laughs) (laughs) but you know a lot a lot of also people retailers have gotten conditioned they know that like when altidus was at the trade show they sent most of their staff home after day three and they really didn't do much on day four so i mean they you know they they got a lot a lot of retailers were trained in the past for that a lot of retailers know that some of the big names on the last day are not at their booths. They're either gone home or they're walking the trade show floor themselves, um, which is another problem. You know, and, and, and I, I think there's that's not a negative. I think it's cool yeah. when you start seeing manufacturers visit other manufacturers' booths. I know it's not like a sales type thing for the show, but I think it is a cool thing when you start to see that happen. Um, Bear, do you remember the year that Pete walked over or Husto walked over to Pete's booth or something that year? I mean, that was pretty cool when that happened. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, so I mean, it's cool. That was actually late on day three that happened. But but yeah, so I, you know, so, but I'm, what my point was, I think a lot of people know if they're looking to kind of rub shoulders and get pictures with people the last day, it's tougher to do. Is what I was going to say. I think we just saw one of PCA's problems. We did. Drop a day. Yeah. Drop a day. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, I'm going to hold off on the returning companies. I have a whole separate section of that coming up. So I'm going to go talk about uh, the big four. Now, let me ask a question before we kind of get into some of the big four not being there. So, Aaron, this Aaron Nielsen, this may be a tougher question for you because you haven't been there with mm-hmm. the big four, but I think everyone else has. So the big four are gone. Okay. My question to the panel is, and this was not in the notes, but I think you can answer this. Is there a company that has stepped up and become like one of those anchor companies that the big four was? I can think of one or two that have, but I'm kind of curious if anyone thinks that there's a company that stepped up and said, you know what? Now that Drew State's not there, now that Altidus General's not there, we'll, we'll, we're going to be like the, the feature company of that. Rocky? Rocky was one of my answers, actually. Rocky was one of my answers on that. That was the closest booth I could think of that, that, that had that vibe of like what General on Altidus had. I might say J.C. Newman uh, had a pretty big spread mm-hmm. last year as well. That's another good one. I mean, that's another good one. But do you think they actually could say, you know what, we, hey, you know what? J.C. Newman can, can pl- take the place of one of the big four. 
I think they may have been There's a little... n- None of the companies can take the place of the big four. That's why they're called the big four. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a fair argument. No, nobody else at the trade, at trade show does close to the business those four companies do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you could combine the four of the companies that we're going to mention and create one. <laughs> Maybe you get one, yeah. You know, I, um, I mean, I was going to mention two, um, um, but I mean, I think... I mean, I think last year, I think the uh, the crown heads Ace Prime contingent really, you know, really stepped up in a lot of ways. But that um, was a that's small, two small companies, though. That's with all due respect. Well, yeah, do, yeah. I think what uh, Bear's saying though is they're sort of taking the lead. They're you know sponsoring these parties. They're yeah, okay, they're getting it. That's they're the, gaining attention. Fair point. Yeah, they're, they're trying to push things. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, yeah, they're they're obviously they're tiny compared to the big four. Yeah, but it seems like they're trying to take. Some of the reins and say, "Hey, let's go, let's go," which I think is really cool. I like that's it. That's a fair. That's a fair. Okay, I can yeah, see that's yes, that. yeah. Eric took, but yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking too. I mean, if you want to talk about size too, I mean, like Rocky is probably the closest. I mean, I mean, they're, I mean, they're very polarizing. But I mean, if you're if you're talking about in the terms that you are, Coop, I mean, it's got like it's got to be Gurkha, right? I mean, they sell. I mean, look, I think they, I think they had the largest booth, but one, at the yeah. trade show last year. Yeah. Juan's gonna get mad at me for saying this. He got mad at me for saying this last year. I thought Gurkha's traffic was down last year significantly. He, they can tell me otherwise, and I'll take their word. But it like you were in the Rocky booth last year. How crazy was? And that was a big. Oh, it was nuts. It was nuts, and that was a big booth. Mm-hmm. To me, that was like, you know, and he's got a lot of brands in there, right? He didn't release maybe a ton of stuff, but he still had three big releases, which, you know, that. Davidoff's gone years with less, and you know, so has Altidus. So, um, so I could maybe not Altidus, but definitely Davidoff. So I could see Rocky for sure. I mean, with the amount of sales orders that were being written in there. I had I had Rocky and I had Fuente, but I put Rocky ahead of Fuente because Fuente doesn't open a lot of new accounts at the show. So it's a little different there. I mean, if we're going by, I mean, again, I, I'm speaking out of turn in a sense that I, I don't have anything to compare it to, but I think if they continue their trajectory and it's, a, 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 again, if they continue, like the Placencia booth was insane, but they just don't have enough in their portfolio to take the, I mean, come close. But if you're talking about buzz and you're talking about what we're talking about saying, hey, we could be a leader. I think Placencia is one that could definitely step up. Agree. I, I mean, I agree. They just, they don't have the, I just don't think they have the scoos yet to do it. No. I mean, they don't, yeah. But I mean, and, and say, Alec Bradley was pretty crowded too last year. Uh, but I don't know if it was yet at the Rocky level, but Ro- Alec Bradley was one of the more crowded booths this year. I mean, one that has probably the, the best potential to do this is right behind you, Coop, Perdomo. I mean, they could easily be one if they want, you know, to step up to the plate and do this. They could. They could. They had the big, they had that big boost. Of, you know, they had an anchor boost a few years ago. Um, you know, I think they've changed a little their approach to the trade show. But yeah, I, I think that there's certainly, look, Nick can put that big boost together tomorrow and he's got a ton of brands uh, that he could certainly sell through. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Oliva I just, could do. Go ahead, Aaron. No, I was Oliva's just going to say Oliva. Oliva could, could, could do, uh, do something along those lines because. I'm going off of pure skews, right? Somebody that can that can deliver the amount of product of variability. But last year when we were there, 
Um, I don't remember what day we were through the booth, but I mean, Oliva wasn't slammed. I mean, it was, it was well done. I thought their booth looked great. It was big. We're very well presented, but it wasn't, it wasn't as busy as a Rocky or anywhere else. Yeah. But the real question is what's the point, right? Like, so are the days of these giant elaborate booths over because the cost is so outrageous. Right. And, and they, everybody did great sales with a much smaller booth last year. Oh, so what's back, the man. point? They'll come back. I, mean, I don't think they'll come back to the way they were. I, I, I just don't. I don't see the point. It, it, you, there's no, no ROI on that. Who, I mean, who cares about wait, that? Have you met some of the egos in this industry, Ben? You're, <laughs> you're the oldest I mean, one here uh, in terms of yeah. in terms of trade let, show experience. Let, let's go back yeah. though to the, our visit to the Ashton booths last year. I was going to say that. And I don't know if Aaron and Eric were at the Ashton booth, but I'm sure they saw it. So there was the ultimate no frills booth. And what did everyone say? How come Ashton's booth looks so shitty? And how come, you know, <laughs> how can a company like Ashton have a, a setup like this? And, you know, so the economy of scale thing, we saw it kind of back. And look, Ashton used to have one of the most elaborate booths there, if you remember. They had an amazing booth. Yeah, that, that's true. That is true. But there's a way. You, you don't have to have a giant booth and have this giant and all this grandeur. Yeah. You can, have a, you can have a beautiful, nice booth at half the size. And it's not, your sales won't increase by the grandeur of your booth that much. Yeah. Well, so, I, think, I think Crown Heads and Ace Prime had a great setup last year. Yeah. I thought it was a yeah. great setup last year, how they had it. I agree. I think it was yeah. the most efficient booth. That totally, we went totally. To. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. The way that it was split up, the way, yeah. you know, the, the, the way it allowed, the way that it was open, it was very, it was very welcoming. It was very, like, it was very, also yeah. had a lot of continuity. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really well put together. It was well, I mean, well executed, well staffed. I mean, it was it bustling a lot. I thought they had a good, and I think Saka has a good boost too. Like he's got the, he calls it the Ikea boost and it's a great boost. If you think about it, it, it looks like it's, it looked a lot better than just having a tablecloth. Where, right, so, that's that's my entire point. Though. Yeah, yeah. That they they did exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Would they would they would they have a 50 percent increase in sales if they doubled their booth size? No, they wouldn't. No. What then? What's the point? Yeah, and Luciano made a great point. He said a large booth is not a sign of positive revenue. He actually put that in there. He's 100 percent right. I don't think anyone. Yeah, know. but I don't think when we're talking about anchors, we're not talking about size of booths, right? We're talking about. Uh, the quantity of retailers that that one entity can draw over any other right. at the trade right. show. Right. right? You remember one year Alta shrunk their booths. Remember the one year Alta's really shrunk the booths? It didn't change how they were doing business. You know, they, they were still writing the same amount of orders. Right. And Perdomo shrunk it too. So, but yeah. And I'm sure they did the same amount of business, if not more. Here, Here's a question. So, uh, man, I mean, for years now, I mean, like ever since I've been a, a part of this, this awesome media community and everything and dude it seems like ashton just can't get out of their own way they have a great land they have a grand elaborate booth everyone shits on it because no one's in there they they scale their booth back last year everyone shits on it because like it was a piece of shit like i mean can ashton do right i mean well they I, talked I'm, to us they talked to us last year which was really that, good. That, yeah it was a really great opportunity to talk yeah. to, it really was i mean but i'm just, i'm like asking I, i'm asking more to like the the, the general audience of like can can they do? Can they do right by anybody's means? I mean, it's, it feels like they're damned if they do and damned if they do, damned if they don't. I'm not making excuses for them. I'm just, I mean, this, this is a pretty prestigious brand that we're talking about. 
I mean, that if that's it's a staple in most humidors. Yeah, it's a staple among most cigar smokers. They know the cigar. Everyone probably here. Ha- I mean, the the the, the Coop Coalition. I mean, we regaled Jimmy and Andy about our 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 favorite Ashton story because we all had one. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, we all have. I'm sure we all have the Ashton that we yeah. enjoy smoking. So it's just, but it just seems like they're the redheaded stepchild the last few years where they just can't they can't buy a win. But yeah, Bear, but can I? But oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just gonna say. So we're talking about traffic in the booth too, right? Like there's nobody there. But right. what I'm always curious about is, and I know a lot of companies do this, they they all contact their accounts before the trade show. Like, look, I don't know if you can make it or not, but you want to go ahead and buy now, buy it down. Then, well, then if they're doing that, then there's nobody to come to the booth at that point. Or if they can say, hey, yeah, just email me your order. There's no point to come in. Yeah, so I, I don't know if they're doing that or not. I know a lot, some do, but to what extent, that's the thing. Now, that's just pure speculation. I don't know if they're doing that or not, but you don't think Rocky reps count. are doing that, though? You don't think Rocky reps are doing that? You don't think, you know, Pete's, some of Pete's people are doing that? You don't think some of Alex Bradley's yeah, people yes, are doing that? Yes, I do. But you also, all, every one of those you've named has got a figurehead that people want to come to meet. There's nobody there in Ashton that will say, hey, can I take a picture with you? How many times did people do that with Rocky Wild Wild just where we were interviewing? That's fair. I mean, it okay. was like five people. All right. Interrupt so here, here, here's my here's my here's my take, and I remember having this conversation coming off of the the event last year. My problem with Ashton was take away traffic, take away that they didn't really have a new cigar yet that that wasn't released yet. It was I think it ended up coming out you know six months later thereabout. My problem with Ashton was they had no facings. They had what looked like a basic, a closed down jewelry store that had a, a few, you know, uh, clearance items in their, their display case. They had nothing, right? So if you look at what, what Oliva did, Oliva really didn't, have, they had the 135, I think that was getting ready to come out or they may have displayed that, but they had the advent beautiful calendar. cabinets. They had, they had, yeah, they had nice facings. They had uh, a good display of all of their, their, their legacy stuff, their, their skews, et cetera. Ashton had nothing. It was a bunch of round tables and a couple display cases with barely anything in it. That's what I had a bigger problem with Ashton is yeah. if you are a premium yep. brand and you have the money, show it. I don't care if you have a small booth, but make it look classy. That thing looked like garbage for, for anybody, let alone Ashton. Right. That's like I said at the trade show. It, it looked like a spirit of Halloween store on November 1st. Yeah. yeah. Yep, you know I, that's I. There's nothing I can say. <laughs> somebody has that. to come with somebody. Somebody has to come with one of those banners, the trade show this year, and then that's that's like uh, an award that gets placed on the booth. So you get the spirit booth for the year when you when you think that <laughs> yes at the level. Oh where yes, give, why don't we give an award out this year for that? <laughs> yes, absolutely, the spirit award. Yeah, we we that's, tried. That's <laughs> winner. That's the that's winner. You know, it's so, winner. Yeah. I was like, let me let me go back to the original topic. So we, you know, it, to to me, if I it's gonna I was gonna pick four to to be the corner booth or whatever. I mean, I think I think it would be, um, Perdomo. I think it could be Fuente and Padron. Yep. Yeah, Mitchell mentioned Padron. Yep, I agree. Yeah, and I I think the other one, honestly, it could be the the one that's coming back, La Florida Minicana. They could do that. Yeah, they've never had the largest talk about no product. Well, that's their, their. I mean, they're working on it. From what Coop said from Pro Cigar, they're 
they're yep. pumping it out. So they're pumping I'm, out. I'm just, I'm just saying. Besides that point, but if they're if they're coming back and they're getting product back in people's hands and back on the shelves, they could be one. Other than that, another good option would be Bears, Alec Bradley. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree with if I had to go with the four anchors, I'm very close to you. I'd go uh, Padron, Fuente Slice, J.C. Newman, Rocky Patel, and uh, I'd probably put a lever as that fourth one based on the amount of business that they, they write. Yeah, I'm going to think Rocky Patel already is one, to be honest. Yep. Eric, do you have any thoughts on that? Just like anyone. Uh, I think uh, my anchor? father could be put in that conversation. That's a good one. That's a, yeah, good, one. That's a good one. Yep. They scaled down that booth last year, too, with Pete. Yeah. I mean, everybody I scaled down. Their booth. But uh, they used to have one of the most, like, Aaron, they had one of the more elaborate booths in the recent years. And so did yeah. Pete. They were very big booths they had. Right. Um, and you know, they, uh, you know, but yeah, I, I think my fault is another one I would agree with. And Perdomo, like too, but they scaled down the size, which is why I probably put a lever in there. But I mean, Perdomo could easily fit that, that fourth one too. All right, we beat this one to death, guys. Why don't we go to the next topic here? Um, anyone excited about the Fuente seminar that's going to be taking place? Um, I know media is not going to be able to go to it, right? Um, but so what, what is happening is I guess, uh, Carlito and Jose are bringing in some tobaccos and they're going to be rolling cigars there that day. Um, and supposedly there's going to be like 250 people going to be able to get this. Um, I'll just kind of throw it out there. I think they need to do more experience type stuff before the trade show starts. And I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to say that Carlito and Jose don't lay an egg with this, that this is going to be pretty good. I think the issue they're going to have is people are going to be turned away at the door. It sounds like. Yeah. I mean, well, to I, me, I've, I've gone to a, a lot of Jose seminars. I mean, yeah. we've been to several, right. right. They're always educational. I learn stuff every single time. Right. And to me, tobacco education is never a bad thing, especially yeah. at the trade show, where it's just kind of something where you want to happen anyway. You know, Cause I don't know how many of y'all have been into a, a cigar shop and some of them don't even know anything about the, the cigars. Like they couldn't tell you the tobaccos in them and stuff. Now those probably not the people that are showing up to PCA, let's be honest. Yeah. But I think any kind of seminar, like educational seminar, especially on the tobacco, it's never a bad thing, you know? So I, I'm with you, Coop. I wish more, you know, more manufacturers would do something similar to this as well. Follow their lead and do this. But I think they'll do a great job with this because of just I know Jose and I know how he does this stuff. I'm yeah. excited, except for the fact that they're only giving out 250 because I'm there for the free samples. So that just doesn't fit into my mantra. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and Jose's tight with those samples, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric, how about you? You know, I, I'm not I haven't even thought about it. I didn't even know they're having the seminar and until you mentioned it in the thing. So wasn't it wasn't on my radar. I'm sure it'll be cool. Uh, it's kind of sad in a way, because it, if you think about it before everything went exploded, this is sort of where we were going. Right. Like Davidoff had their experiential booth set up. Uh, Drew Estate had their experiential acid thing set up mm -hmm. like that was that was sort of the path that everything was going until 
it just seems like all that fell apart. Fell apart. Know? Yeah. I, you know, that was, that's a good point. Yeah. Eric, I'll, I'll pose this question to you, but then do you think that was dedicated just to their people, right? Like they're just their retailers or like something like this is more open to everybody. Yeah. It's, it's different. It's just, I'm just saying there were, there were going to be more reasons to go to the trade show than just buying cigars. And now, you know, that kind of fell apart. So this is kind of like, all right, let's work. Maybe, maybe this is another, a nice little cool reason to go to the trade show to, to attend that event. So that, I think that's a, this is a positive, good thing. You know, I think what I'd like to see is, you know, if you want to make, get people out to Vegas and make sure they're there is look at this Fuente seminar they're doing, but I would load up that, that Friday with like experiential events. Mm -hmm. So have her clots go out there and do something. Could you imagine if Saka did something like you have Saka ask these people, Luciano. Yeah, I know he's in there. I'm going to volunteer Luciano to, to talk. I mean, they could do a lot. Like I've always said the education needs to come from the manufacturing community. And I'm not trying to put the burden on them, but they bring the most credibility in this case where, you know, people want to hear this type of stuff and they, and they, and they, they really eat up this kind of knowledge, you know, bringing up a guy to talk about point of sale systems. I mean, who wants, I mean, look, if I'm a retailer and I, and I, and point of sale, I know is important. I don't want to sit through that in Vegas. Right. <laughs> I want to hear soccer, you know, pontificate. Right. I mean, I'd rather hear soccer pontificate for an hour is what I'm saying. And I think you have, I mean, and, and so many people have stepped up uh, over the years. I think if you get a few of these, you load up that Friday there, you create you create some energy and excitement. I don't know why they just don't do that at this point. That's Coop, what this needs. Coop, don't you think it would be cool if they had a similar sort of like the Great Smoke, you know, event that Abe does, that Herklotz co-hosts where, you know, there's like a, a host and – you bring guests up, Saka comes up, and Rocky comes up, and they yeah. get interviewed. Like the stage, maybe, like the stage they had, yeah. Yeah, like maybe it's like two, three hours long. Like, I think that would be – like that kind of stuff would be super cool, you know? That's actually a really good idea. I mean, Barrett I think and it'd I be, I think it would be really cool. I mean, this is just the, the geeky cigar guy in me. But, like, so if you're, you're Saka, swan him, right. he comes out with a new cigar. I would love to know, like, he spends half hour, hour, whatever it is, and say, you know what? Here was where I started from, meaning this is what the vision I had. This is the tobaccos that I was looking at. You can kind of talk about it, but then walk through how it got from point A to Z, right? So it's not just, okay, I, I came out with the new cigar. I would love to know, hey, these are the leaves I was looking at. This is the, the region I was looking at. This was, you know, whatever went into that new release. Yeah. And that way that if you're educating people, so now you've got the retailers being educated on that cigar. They're more knowledgeable when they go back to the shop about trying to talk to their their patrons about the new release. They're going to know more than they did by just saying, hey, this is Nicaraguan tobacco. I mean, something like that to educate them on that new release, something like that, like that, I, I would think would be really cool. Yeah, no, I, I think something like that's a good case study with that. Yeah, I think that that's a great point. And also, Coop, what you're saying is a great point. And I, I, I do like it where you're talking about maybe taking all day Friday and doing them all day. That, that's not 
in in kind of competition with anything on the trade show going on. No, because if, if you're a retailer and you need to go conduct business, you're not going to that. You're not going to do that, right? No. So I think is I like I love your idea about doing them all on Friday and then having several of them, but also don't exclude media too. You know, like all of us have been around for quite a while. We've been down to factories in the fields, you know, and stuff. But there's some there's some new, you know, cigar media people that are coming in that haven't have not, done it, don't have experience, right? So they're not going to be able to do that probably for a while. So this is a good opportunity for to learn some of that stuff too. You know, so I, I think that's a it's a good point. You know, we all those are good points. Yeah. So. I brought this up kind of when we did the recap shows from the trade show last year, uh, like way to do these, like that seminar day, whatever. Like if you had uh tobacconist competitions where you had uh tobacconist from pick whatever, how many you want, 10 stores, right? You submit a guy from your shop. That's going to go through a process where somebody's going to come in, pretend to be a, a, a new smoker, whatever it is. And they run them through the gamut and see how they handle it. Right. And you get a score on whatever points it is. Love it. Other retailers get to sit, can sit in and watch how this goes down. They're going to learn a ton of stuff that they don't do in their store. And then these these ten stores, whoever got to participate, get to you know fight for bragging rights of who had the best, who has the best tobacconist in the country, or whatever it is. Right. Do something like that, uh, and then get some uh, get some guys to do a blending competition. You give them you know you give them ten different tobaccos, and you say, all right, you got two hours to come up with a blend. They come up with a blend. Uh, after they've got the blend all put together, they have some rollers there that roll these blends up, and then they have a tasting panel of 10 other uh, guys that are at the trade show, and they taste these cigars, and then they pick a winner. Like, do stuff like this. Like, get, get excitement going. Like, I'm in. Yeah, I'm sold. Uh, there's I'm, tons I'm sold of stuff up. they can do that they're yeah. not doing. They're not and doing. Do, do all this, this is, on that Friday, And right? it's low-hanging fruit to do this. This yeah. is not hard to execute this. And right. you create fun, and you create excitement. Not uh, you know, hey, I gotta sit and have some third party guy talk about POS systems. I mean, when you get well, retailers some... fighting over each other of who's got the best guy in their shop, man. Oh, I that's, love it. That's yeah. when it's happening. And you and what yeah. happens with that idea? You put the you, you give the retailers, the retailers feel like they have some skin in the game with it. You right. know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's they a great idea. There's a quick question. Like, like what are, would I be? Would it be a violation of being a member of the Coop team if I came out of retirement and wiped the floor out of off of every active tobacconist? Do it. That would be. That would be. That would be, be so great if you did it. You, yeah. You just like I don't even work at a shop and I whooped your ass. Like yeah. pull yeah. that out. You pull that out exactly. I'm. I'm. I'm in. I think. I, Aaron. That's. I think that's. I think that's brilliant. And I know that Scott was talking, and then that we were. They were in chats with spirit companies. I mean, have one of the spirit companies have people teach how to bake basic cocktails. I mean, you know, for the cigar bars that are, you know, that are that are that are there. I mean. Oh. I mean, yeah, we know. Great. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we know, we know some of the top, the top bar, top cigar bars in the country, like, you know, yeah. place like, but you no, know, Jeff's people don't need to learn that Jeff's people could teach that class. Yeah. You know, Tommy could teach that. I mean, that's, that's like his jam or people, the, the spirit companies could come yeah. in and teach how to bake basic cocktails and stuff. I mean, I think I, yeah, Aaron, I think you, I think you opened Pandora's box here with a fantastic idea. They need to take you up on that and pay yeah. for it. Yeah. I'll give them for free. I don't care. I know. <laughs> You, there, your generosity really, continues, man. Yeah, always, always generous. Free, free hey, there's a, there's the a really good idea right now that's that Luciano just mentioned in the chat. A MythBusters sonar. Oh, that would, that would be awesome. Yes. That would be awesome. It's a great, yeah. idea. it's a great idea, it, especially if he did it. 
And if he did, I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, after after Luciano was on that show a couple of weeks ago with us, I mean, yeah, it, it's there's so much. I mean, a guy like I said, you bring people in like that who just love what they do, right? And and you know what? They would probably I don't know. I'm sure there's some costs involved with some of this stuff, and that's I understand that. But it's it's great give back, and I think everybody wins with this. I mean, I'm sure when they're bringing in a point of sales guy, they're paying for that stuff. I don't. I, maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't think a guy's coming in for free to do that. I'm having nightmares of sales role play in my early days of my sales career right now. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I have the same thing as well. <laughs> no, you crushed that. No, you crushed that shit too, Aaron. You crushed that. No, no. All right. All right. Hey, one last thing kind of tying to this. Uh, I think we talked, you know, I just mentioned some of the social and evening activities. I think we hit a little bit of that. You know, they're doing the nightclub thing. They're going to have the happy hour. Um, some thoughts just on that in general, that the PCA is doing some of that stuff. It, good or bad? Well, I think it's good. They've, they've always done that kind of stuff. Um, they used to, you know, put a lot more effort into it. And so this year it seems like they're, kind of getting back to trying to put more effort into that, you know, PC, uh, TPE does such a cool party. That's so popular. Um, I think that it's kind of important. It makes you feel like you're at a cool event. And so I'm, 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 I'm pleasantly surprised to read the schedule and see they have a few, a few I was cool sure. items uh, planned. I think this another positive. How it's, much it, I, I'm going to go back to plead the uh, wasn't there for this, but wasn't there like, is it circle bar or there was a bar that everybody was going to that? How much did that hurt that? Like, there's not a, a place where everybody yeah, it still knows is. Where to go it's to. still, it's called bar Luca. It's the same thing. Yeah. It was at one bar in the middle of the Palazzo. Yeah. That was like, everyone was there. It was overflowing. Uh, that's like for the past 10 years, it used to be called the circle bar. It was a different, the circle bar was nicer, I think. Um, and I don't know, Eric, if you remember, that used to be the best kept secret for many years. Yeah, yeah, like, it was great. Everyone used to be over at some other place over in the Venetian. And then everyone discovered the circle bar had these nice couches and everything. And then it just it exploded into like a, uh, um, a, a, you know, what it was. But, you know, last year, I know they tried that whole virtual, well, not virtual. They tried that whole after hours lounge. And they did it because they didn't think we were going to be able to smoke on, on the casino floor. Um, now they're bringing the happy, happy hour thing. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because, in a way, it actually gives you another hour to do some business maybe if you want. So Yeah. yeah, I, think so. I, I didn't think it was bad. I mean, I don't know if it really interests me to stay there till 7 every night, but that's going to be up to everyone else, I guess. But uh, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the big – trade shows have a gala night so i mean why not yeah steve newman just said a seminar on online sales strategies that will never happen at the pca steve <laughs> uh, but he's gonna tell you that straight out <laughs> that will never happen um so we could do a whole show on that it, because it's, that's not what they're, they're, they're really trying to enforce brick and mortar here Well, I think maybe his point is have brick and mortar with online sales too. That that would be a different story, but I even I think it is there's a whole taboo with that, unfortunately, which is yeah. not right either that they have this taboo. But um, you know, but um, but you know, so back to the yeah, I think not bad. I think again they're trying. I agree with you, Aaron, on the nightclub night. It wasn't. I think if people are thinking this is going to be the TPE party, which I, you were at the TPE party, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you could talk a little more about that, but but I kind of got the same vibe as you. 
this ain't the TPE party that Drew Estate throw, is what I'm kind of getting at. Yeah, it's very different, very different vibe. Yeah. So the, the people at the TPE party that are giving all the announcements and stuff like that are high as fuck by the time they're getting up there, which is good. So, um, yeah. but yeah, it's a different, very different vibe there right, than, right. than just cigars, right? So, and, and, and it's also, another to keep in mind, it's off the grounds. So you have to go up to the Cosmopolitan, which is, you're going to have to go up the strip to go or down the strip to go do yeah. it. So I think that's going to be another, um, but they're trying. I got to say they are trying. Uh, it's, um, I, you know, I would like to, I think it would be, I, would, I talked to Scott, but I think it would be more exciting if it was a, Hey, this night sponsored by so and so, and the cigars will be featured. That's a little more interesting to me. Be honest, I miss the nights of the CAO parties back in the day. Those CAO parties were good. I was only at one of them, but they were good. They were legendary. Yeah, they were legendary. Those CAO parties. But you know, a few years ago at the opening gala, um, you know, when General had the opening gala for, they did a pretty good job with that. I thought. Um. You know, they Except featured the cigars. Well, no, the first year they did good with those Macanudos. Then the second year was a, was a CO Nicaragua, yeah, yeah. which, which they, they were trying to give those away to us. No, that's all right. We don't need I mean, it was just, a, I, how do you pick that cigar? Thankfully, there was another manufacturer they're handing out cigars. So. Let's not go to, <laughs> let's not go to, and then the third year they did Cohiba, which they didn't have a new cigar they debuted, but they featured uh, the Cohiba Connecticut that year which was a big release, and they kind of created a... I thought they created a nice thing. I thought last year, the opening reception, my problem, I thought, and I told Scott this, it had too much of an industrial feel to it. It did. It, that was it the did. problem. Yeah. And, it, and I don't know, again, what the layouts were in the past, but last year's was like an aisle, and everybody was just bumping up against each other. You couldn't really go anywhere. It was completely industrial, like we are in the warehouse. Yeah. I remember I had to come get you because you had flown in late. I said, oh, I'll find you. I had to go. Like, I remember I led you down this long, empty hall. Like you're, you're probably going, what the heck is this? <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then I don't know. It's, you know, I heard, I don't know about the morning breakfast, that, but it seems like that's scaled down. I'm not exactly upset about that. There won't be eggs there. So bring bacon back <laughs> is all I can say. You got to bring bacon back, guys. Come on. This is the cigar. Fred Rui's got it. Fred's got to be all over the bacon. Fred, back coming Fred, you're with Illusioni right now. Get the bacon to the PCA. Crisp bacon. The crisp bacon. Not, not, I see some people, like, it's got to be crisp. Like, I hear, you know, it's funny. Everyone likes their meat not well done, but when it comes to bacon, it's a different story. You got to have your bacon on, on a more well done side. Who likes rare bacon? It's just gross. Very fine. Barry Stein is famous for that. Yeah. It's almost it just looks like a plate of fat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my, my wife buys natural bacon bits and I put them in the microwave because they're not crisp enough to put on a salad. I mean, it's, it, it's I, like, I, do the, I do the same. Yeah, they're not crisp. The natural bacon is actually really good. But you, just, want, you, want, you just want bacon's what you want, right? Well, bacon's are completely different. <laughs> those, those are like processed, those are processed bacon and they, they're good, but they're not bacon. They, the natural bacon bits are pretty good, but you, you microwave them. It's like you get the, all the good stuff of bacon, like a bacon. I'm still stuck on uncooked bacon. It's gross. Well, we are so yeah. far off the topic yeah. right now. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. That's all right. No, that's good. So, uh, all right. Let's get into some of the returning companies to the shows, right? So there are five companies, right? We're not going to go through all these in detail, right? 
uh, unless you guys have any, and I'm going to say the five companies we have listed are McAuliffe, La Florida Minicana, United, Villager, and Foundation Cigar. Which company is going to benefit the most from being back at the trade show this year? All of them. That's yeah. It. That's right. That's that's a hundred percent true. He's he's not lying. I'm gonna. I, I have an answer on that one. It's not all of them. I, I think McAuliffe can benefit the most. I think McAuliffe's easily the top because I think what they've done is they've done so many changes in that company since the 2019 trade show. It's almost like a new McAuliffe company, right? Yes, the products are the same, but they have a whole new approach to how they're doing it. And this is going to be their grandest scale to kind of showcase this. So I think it's a huge opportunity for them. I mean, I will, I will support your statement with this group. Like I think, and this is what's something I was preparing to say, like I'm, you know, I'm biased. I have relationships in that company, but at the same time, like they've been, this is the, this is the culmination point for them because they've been kind of building back to this, right? Like they had, they put out that mission statement where they outlined certain things, you know, they didn't go, they didn't go to the trade show last year. Yeah. They, but they said very early on that they would be here this year and, and they're, they're fulfilling that promise and they're, they've been, they're, they've been fulfilling promise after promise, after promise, after, you know, you know, there just been, like you said, so many changes in the past and everything. So I think this is the, this is the, the apex mountain of the, of the, of this new era of McAuliffe, if you will. Yeah. I, I, I'm in total agreement with that. The, the other company I think is really going to benefit is United. Um, United's gone through, I think they've really, they have, from what I'm seeing, they have a lot of stuff coming out. There's more stuff to be announced and there's some interesting products that they have. And I think, um, you know, the job that Oliver has done the last couple of years, he hasn't been at a trade show to kind of showcase some of this stuff. And there's a lot of stuff from United. I'm pretty excited to see or try this year for sure. So I, I think there's a huge benefit from them to be at the trade show this year. I would say uh, foundation. I think that um, in the time that Nick's been away, uh, that's kind of hurt him a bit. Uh, but at the same time, he's had this whole Joe Rogan thing going on. And so him just showing up at the trade show, I wish I wish he had some more exciting product. I'm not a big fan of that Minelec, but um, for the perfectos, I, I, I think there is more to be announced. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm hoping um, we have to. We have, it has to go through uh, the church of uh, Shanka yeah. beforehand. So <laughs> before that's announced. So, yeah, but I, I think he'll do really well. Like uh, yeah. he's going to be one of those um, smaller, mid-sized yeah. companies yeah. that really benefits without Drew Estate being yeah. there, you know, like because he kind of has that vibe. So he'll absorb some of that vibe uh that drew estate vibe i I think so you know nick's boots is always a uh a beacon of action i mean we we tried to go there the last day the last boost one year remember bear and it was like why did we wait till the last end it was just as crowded as it was all week that was a nightmare that was a nightmare we still got the nick but like i know we're gonna have to change that strategy this year because there's no good time to call it the nick it's you know and i think I think him and Lito back at the trade show are important from an industry perspective. Did I just say perspective? Yeah. Uh, I think having them back at the show, I think is, is a positive thing. Yeah. I think people wanted to see La Florida. I think they want to see foundation there for sure. I have no comments on Villager, by the way. So I'm just going to say that. That's because they don't like you. They don't give you press releases. Coop. They, they stopped talking to me. I don't know why. I know. I, I know. mean, but honestly, 
what is Villager doing? Because you gotta, you gotta, like they a couple of years ago, they were creating a lot of excitement with their products, and I just don't see them like creating that same excitement anymore. Um, you know, I go back to LaFortier and you know, that cigar, they did some really good PR with that, and it got it in a lot of people's hands. And even Aaron liked that cigar, I mean, so what, yeah, no. He gave it number one cigar of the year. Yeah, he's got to pick something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I started. I started. I started a reverse alphabetical order. Yeah, I uh, I like that Black Forest they put out too, and that kind of just didn't. I mean, right, like the Black well, Forest was a really yeah. good, it made my top twenty-five a few years ago. That was a good. Yeah. That was a good. That was a good cigar. They just didn't have a trade center to support it, really. You know, it got swallowed. It got swallowed up by COVID, and and uh, they just didn't have a trade center to support it, and. But but Villager's done this like they've done this in the past like when that where they have these like it's like these roller coaster years where they're like oh they've got some new cool stuff that's awesome and then it just and then they come back with some cool new stuff and then it's it's it's, it's been that ride for it's been that ride for a while yeah but do you think Bear I know I know your you, you how you talk about LFD do you think that their production issues is catching up to them by way of just reputation I mean. I just heard from the stores I go to and just the people I talk to. It's like, yeah, we, we'd love to have more LFD product. We just can't get it. Like, and I've been hearing that for years. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, if they're not concerned about it, they should, they should be um, from a, from a company standpoint. Cause like you said, that those, you know, whether they're true or whether they're true or not, I mean, those, those whispers are, are, are getting louder and louder and louder. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I know that, I mean, I can't, you know, I typically can't find an Andalusian bull to save my life. I, I sent you like one. You. I need someone. I fucking steal my thunder, dude. I need someone like you to send me one. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But I mean, if I need, you know, but if I, if I need some, if I need another LaFleur, I mean, I can find it, you know, so and not just from my personal stash. I mean, I can go out and find it if it's so, I mean, I, I think, I think, unfortunately, like you said, I think there's this um, this um, this conversation happening about it. And it's something they need to be. I'm sure they are aware of it. They need to address it in somehow in some fashion, for sure. Yeah, I just um, I don't know. I just I don't I don't get it. But I do think there's an interesting scenario about Villager. Um, they're a company that a few years ago, they made a very public statement saying, we're we're kind of move, PCA is not or IPC at the time is not doing it for us. We're not going. They were like the first company to say we're not going, and oh, we're all in with TPA. But clearly, something's changed, and they're back. Yeah, but do you no, think? I, I look at a I look at a villager. Do you think that they've earned the right to say, "Well, we're not going"? Like that's going to move the needle, and people are going to be like, "Oh no, it's like one of the big four I mean, It was kind of no. like, okay, they're not. No, but I think in their case, they tried to shift their strategy to see if they could try another way to do it, and it didn't work. Mm. At the is, time, it was pretty big news. It was very big news when they did that. This is before the Big Four came out, they announced this. Yeah. That and they, if they just wanted to take a year off just to save some cash, I mean, it's fine for them if they want to do that. That's, so what, that's, that's, not, that's not what they said. Though. That's not I mean, what they said, though. No, yeah. I understand that, but you know, they, get to, they, get, they could say something and save some cash anyway, right? So Yeah. Yeah. They've always seen to be a, a cigar company in chaos anyway. They, yes, they they've gone through many cycles with the sales and 
North America, not North America, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Villa Girls. Yeah. Remember the Villa Girls? Oh, I remember. That. <laughs> we had the Villa Girl, Villa Girls on Stogie Geeks hammered one night. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I got to just say that. She got belly with them. Uh, no, we had Fabian, who was probably as hammered that night, too. <laughs> uh, the, the, yeah. All right. All right. So uh, anything else on the returning companies that people want to say? I think we hit that. All right. Before we get to a uh, sponsor break, and we're actually moving through the agenda pretty fast, guys. So it's not as uh, long as you guys are thinking. So, all right, let's get to these PCA exclusive cigars. Um, I'll just put, let's just put the first question. Good idea or bad idea? Do you want to just go ahead and finish your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Just finish, say your piece. Finish, your, finish your epilogue. Okay. And we do we'll not need to, to have a PCA exclusive series for a few reasons. First of all, Luciano did. A, I want to say Luciano's out there, and I'm not just saying that he did a fabulous job. I think with with his release with this, right? I think that if you look at what Luciano put out or is putting out this shit, that's what a PCA exclusive I would expect from something like that. You know, so a great story, great packaging, very intriguing cigar to try, promoting it very well. That's that's the way I would do that. But that's not how the PCA exclusive series works. And I have two problems with the PCA exclusive series. One is I think it's a burden on the PCA to administer it. I think their resources could be spent in better places. They don't need to be managing having these companies having their cigars ready, you know, deciding what cigars it's going to be. I think it's too much chaos for them. The second thing is I have a real problem with uh, the idea of someone has to be at the trade show. Um, if someone's at the trade show seven, eight years in a row, and maybe they can't be there because they're having a baby, like their family wife or something's having a baby, or there was a death in the family, why should they be penalized? I think it should be. You want to say you paid your dues, that, that should be enough, in my opinion, to do that. But the third thing I'll say is if you're going to do, if you're going to do the idea of a PCA exclusive, let the companies do it on their own. You don't need the PCA doesn't need to manage that. Let, and I'm sure like the companies, let them do it on their own and see how it works. Because I, I don't think, I think the PCA is struggling with these manufacturers kind of, there's a lot of them not doing what Luciano and Crown Heads are doing, is what I'm saying. Can I ask you a question? So I read some of the, the I, I forget, I think you called it the big board or, or I was looking through who's coming out with cigars and it's, it, it, it's specific to this PCA exclusive. I looked at Alec Bradley and it says to be released at the show or it said something along those lines. Okay. They're, they're announcing what it is at the show. Well, what's the point of that? I don't, I don't understand that. So, if, so you're going to have zero hype going into there, and then you're going to say, "Oh, we're going to release it at the show," and the show's going to be busy, and then it's going to probably die down. Like, don't you? And, and this is just—I I don't know the answer because I don't know exactly what they're trying to achieve here in the whole grand scheme of things. But wouldn't you try to build that up or at least give some hype to it instead of saying, "Okay, we're going to release it there," and people are going to probably forget about it. Like, Luciano's doing it the right way and and, and getting some marketing and some some buzz behind it these guys are just gonna release it there i guess i'm trying to understand what the goal is on that it's a valid question and i've had this issue with a lot of the pca exclusives that there's not enough lead time when they're announced like announcing announcing a pca exclusive within 30 days of the show I think it need, I think it needs to be out much earlier. That's just my opinion. If if I think it needs to be ninety days because then you want people to decide, um, you know, if it's worth going or not, right? If this is something that's going to put them over the edge. With Alec, probably the only thing I'll say is I don't agree with the approach. I, I think they should announce what they're doing, 
but they tried this three years ago or four years ago, magic toast and actually had a huge success with it. Right. But the only reason why I'm a little, maybe what I would say in this case is I wouldn't do it with a PCA exclusive because again, the idea of the PCA exclusive is to have, you know, to kind of get that, put that dangle, that carrot to get out to the trade show. If you're on the fence, here's, here's what's going to get you off the fence. Is it a PCA exclusive? I thought it was just an, another cigar. What that what wasn't a PCA exclusive? I thought it was a PCA exclusive. Okay, I'm not sure. So uh, yeah, we'll, and that's we'll, that we'll was, that at least the PCA put an announcement out on that. So the Alec Bradley, they, they put it. The, the PCA announced that Alec Bradley was doing that. Um, I've talked to them. There's some confirmation they are doing that though. But I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. And I'm not. It made, they, they're far smarter than I do, and they've got a rhyme and reason behind it. I just don't understand it because everything gets so busy there. Um, you're going to announce it there, great. And I saw what was last year, not only from an announcement, but like if you looked at the displays, it was behind the the the, the one I saw was behind where the Caldwell tent was, of of like an empty area with a little corner cabinet with like three cigars on there i think because they couldn't they couldn't get the cigars delivered the manufacturers dropped the ball on all that stuff so yeah, this I mean, is like this to, is where the pca is like pulling their hair out on stuff right now sorry yeah, Scott, i would love to see yeah. i would love to yeah. see i would love to see and i think we talked about this last year i would love to see at every booth that has a taa have a special sign have a uh, a gold ribbon i don't care what it is but but have it stand out, have it identifiable, because otherwise you don't even know what's the, I didn't know what was the TAA and what wasn't yeah. for the boost that had it. PCA, I had no idea. You mean, P, you mean PCA? Yeah, the, I'm sorry, the PCA, the, the, the PCA exclusive. Sorry, not TA. Yeah, sorry. I'll be honest. I mean, you you two sales guys, that is what you do. Saying that's a bad idea is enough for me to think, as an engineer, I just build shit, to say that that's not a good idea. You know, like it's... So I mean I I don't know I think it'd be kind of I, I was first I was thinking oh that's kind of neat you know do it do a you know a special announcement at the trade show but I listen to y'all I'm like yeah y'all make valid points like you kind of want the buzz leading up and going to the show you know I'm not sure that this would is going to make or break somebody going to the show they're not going to think no oh well no. I don't know I'm not going to go or not but I I, I do oh. think it creates more of a buzz to like say. Oh man, I need to get to Alec Bradley to go make sure I get a hold of this cigar before it sells out of the show. So that'll kind of flip flop beyond the idea of it, to be honest. We're in sales, that's what we try to do. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean the idea. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a like I said, I have some things I'm against the idea in principle, but if you're gonna do it, leave it up to let the companies just do it. PCA doesn't need to get involved with this because I just think it's I think they have enough things on their plate. That they don't need to, they don't need to take this on, and I don't think it's an easy task. With their, like all these ideas about Aaron, your idea, great, showcasing it in the booth and all that, having a pavilion like they wanted, it's all work for them, right? And they got to make sure all this stuff is there, and it's and, and it's not happening for whatever reason. It's not PCA's fault in this case. And, and look, PCA is promoting these cigars more than the manufacturers are promoting these cigars. I haven't heard I haven't heard CLE mention their cigars very much that they're doing. They, they maybe they put up an Instagram post or something, but. But I haven't seen them marketed much. So yeah. I have a question for you, for yeah. the guys on, uh, again, don't know revisionist history here. How many years have they been doing this PCA idea, this PCA exclusive? Last year was the first year. Last year was the first was year. Okay. All right. Now, Got it's it. not a new concept. Like, 
Pete's been, Pete was doing a Latelier for a long time. There was some Latelier cigars. Uh, what was it? The extension. There were scenes. We used to only be available at the show. So Pete's always kind of done that. Andre Farkas used to do it with a couple of releases. Crux um, does it with the show. Crux was doing it with the show. Yeah, and so does so does um um Warped back in the Warped. day with the Godflower. Yeah, James Brown did it on a couple of releases with Black Label as well. And you just do it that way and let the companies do it that. I just think it's too much work that they're taking on. And if I thought that people were really into it, then I'm like, you know, like it's great you're gonna have this pavilion, but you know, it's only you know, it's a lot of work for four days. That's what I'm just saying. So you say it's a burden for the PCA to do something to promote the PCA. In Isn't this case, their job. They're dependent on the manufacturers. That's now, been the Coop, Coop, I'm I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean where Bear is going. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then because, I'll I'll shove him through once. Yeah, get- because <laughs> look, if it, it, that can't be the reason that it's that this is a bad idea, that it's too much work. The dojo is basically me and Jordan, and we do six releases a year. That's not m- much less than this, to be honest. And we have a whole bunch of other stuff going on. This can be done. I mean, it, it, you can't say it's it's too much work. It just doesn't okay. feel like it doesn't feel like maybe yet yeah, they've really figured it out and maybe done it to its fullest extent. But they just kind of started it, so maybe give them a couple years to get this thing going better. I don't know, but I I, I feel weird saying it's too much work. I mean, this like Bear is saying this is. This is what they do. I mean, All you know. Right. One he, of the, go ahead, Bear. One of the biggest complaints that I've heard among people about the PCA is that they don't do enough. And this is them making an attempt to do something. And I, I, I have a feeling Aaron's going to talk about how it could be executed better, which I definitely agree right. with. But um. They they should they they this is I think this is the right I think this is the right thing for them to do, um you know is is try to create some excitement try to promote the brand like you know I'm I mean I guess Eric I guess you should be excited Coop thinks you shouldn't put any effort at all into promoting Dojo <laughs> so uh, should be on your it should be on your manufacturing partners uh, so Bear Bear is. Cold today, yep. Salty, yep. Salty. Yep. Yep. He hasn't smoked. He hasn't smoked in a while, Eric. So he's getting a little. Yeah, it's true. Right. It's a true story. So I mean, so Loomis. I mean, I know you got some. I know you got some. Yeah, he's gonna shove it. I mean, through the door. It threw me out. The All window. right. So each year you pick five <laughs> brands, right? These are the five brands that are gonna do it. The cigars need to be new brands, not uh, line extensions of existing brands. It yep. could be a maybe a playoff of another brand. Uh, you know, maybe different uh, wrapper, you know, tweak blend, uh, whatever it is, but not not very similar to something that's existing, right? Right. Single Vitola. We're not making a big line. And the cigars are done before Christmas break, right? So they're boxed, banded, everything ready to go. Uh, March rolls around or February rolls around uh, right in TAA's uh, wheelhouse. You have a nice big presentation. These five, the Faces of these five brands come out with PCA saying, we're, all, we're teaming up to release these five cigars. You have to be at the trade show. Sorry if you're having a baby. Sorry if your kid's graduating from school. Uh, if you're not here, you don't get them. 
and that's that. Uh, after that year's up, uh, if these brands want to go, f- you know, regular production with them, that's cool. Uh, you're going to five different brands the next year, right? But these guys are getting them done well ahead of time. When they when they're doing the presentation in February or March or whatever it is, they're showing the real product, like it's already done, it's ready to go. Um, and then you kind of do it that way, and you can rotate brands each year. But like, um, you know, if somebody doesn't produce something that's legit they just don't get a second time around or something like that. And like, you need to start, you have to start out with some big guys, right? You can't just, uh, you know, show up with uh, a, a brand that's in their second year of existence, ready to go, uh, putting something out. And it's, you know, it's not an open casting call for people to come in and put these brands out. Like these are, this is an invite, you know, invite brands yeah. that, you know, we, we would really like to, you know, to do a special cigar for, you know, exclusive here for one year, do you want to work with us? Can you produce it by this time kind of a thing and just go, go that route. Um, if you want to go down the, down the road and you want to expand it a little bit, maybe, but don't get TAA style where you have like 24 brands putting out TAA cigars when they're all just line extensions and mostly junk. Um, like you have to do something special. And I think if you do it that way, you can generate buzz. And uh, cause if you leave it up, if you just leave it up to the brands, it's just not going to be anything different than what's already happening so there's not going to be so, anything special about it. I, I agree with PCA basically PCA needs to cut you a consulting fee check yeah I agree I, I, I agree I'll, I'll, I'll do it for free again I'll yeah do it for free. Aaron Loomis I, Aaron Loomis ladies and gentlemen I, I agree with everything Aaron said the only thing I would change and this is like I understand this is debatable is I would say if you're a PCA member in good standing you get these cigars that would be the only thing I would change on that but it would be you know, yeah, you know what? That's not what exclusive means. I, I understand that, but I, that, like I said again, I think there's personal things that come up sometimes. And I, I understand, but yeah, uh, but hey, but, I, but Aaron, I would give it to you under you, you like I would sign up sign up for that only because you said, hey, look, the option is you can release these after that next year or something like that. So right. so you have that. Chance. So I'm I'm okay with that. I want to flip this back to Bear, right? Because you made a comment on how about that cigar, and this is why someone's like. You said that these PCA exclusives have had momentum. It, am I saying that correct or incorrect? I yeah, I mean, if they're the the few the few that announced get announced earlier have have momentum. Sure. Which besides Luciano and Pete and Crown Heads, who's had momentum? Isn't a group of three some? Yeah, that's fair. Those guys did it last. Like, there's no momentum. Like even outside that, I mean. I don't see it. I, how are you judging momentum? Like, is anyone excited about the CLE and the Asylum cigars? I hate to pick on them. I'm not. I mean, Rocky Patel is releasing the ALRF2s again. That's not exciting me. I think. Well, well, I don't Lynch- think. I don't think. I don't think Bear. And correct me. I don't mean to speak for you, Bear, but I don't think Bear said all of these cigars have momentum. He said some. Some of them have momentum, and that that's fair. How many of these I mean, have even been reviewed by the media in the past year? Besides H Prime and Crown Heads. Someone get Charlie a call. He's the only one that tracks that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm just saying, I can tell you I've been kind of looking at it. No, I think I'm the only one to review the Alec Bradley Magic Toast Boxer, which actually was a very good cigar they released. Uh, Coop, we did it on the round table. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did it. With, we did. Yes, with the CLA one, which I wasn't a fan of. And that just happens sometimes, but you, but a lot of the other guys did like that cigar on the brown table, but it, but again, it ain't like these cigars were being reviewed or anything like that a lot. 
So if they're that, like, if these are like the best cigars at the trade show, right? I would expect the meteor at the trade show to be going after these cigars and reviewing them. Now, I did see reviews again of the Sarge. Who said they're the best? Wait, who said they're the best? Who said they're the best? That's that's not that's not that's not that position. That's how they these that's how they're marketed. That's how the PCA is marketing them. These this is the top. Oh, you mean the do you mean the burden that they're not supposed to be doing? So they're (laughs) promote they're promoting. promoting Okay. Okay. All right. So maybe is is my assumption wrong that these are just like mediocre cigars? Like, are we gonna say these are mediocre cigars? We're gonna have at the trade show. I didn't say mediocre. I just said I'm like I mean. you said that it's not the PCA's job to promote it. So when they promote it, like you expect, you expect the, you expect them to say, I mean, w- I, cigar companies I, aren't going to say that. No, I, I don't think that I don't think the PCA should be taking that on. Is what I'm saying. I think the cigar companies should be doing their own things to do that. And I'm telling you, this, this, so they're going to say the same thing. Let them say it. But we, and then we, then, like I said, why isn't media gone after these cigars? That's my, I'll tell you what. Well, okay, that goes back to my question about the way that Alec Bradley is promoting this one. It's because, hey, we're going to unveil it at the PCA. Everybody gets busy. It goes by the wayside, and no one reviews it. No one hears about it. There's no hype leading into it, and there's definitely no hype afterwards. That's why no one reviews them. Okay, so like I said, some of these line extensions aren't sexy. I'm sorry. They're not sexy. That's what Aaron's point. They're not, these are not sexy cigars. That's my point. That's why like, when it's a new brand, like what Ace Prime did and Crown Heads did, that, that's yeah. a little different, right? Right. It's that's what I'm saying. They've been doing a really like they've been the model, in my opinion, like the best. They're at the top of how this is done. Didn't. OK, correct me if I'm wrong. What the uh, the two press conferences that Southern Draw did a couple years ago when they did the uh, Jacob's Ladder and Desert Rose. No, the, the, the desert. It was the desert road in Jacob's ladder, wasn't it? They did, 300, they did 300 hands. They 300 yeah. hands and... yeah, the last but one they did, was, there was like wasn't... six different ones they released on the one. No, they did Desert Rose because we did. I know we covered the Desert Rose one. Wasn't that a mystery? Didn't did we did we know what it was? Yeah. We know we knew yeah. what it was. He, did, he just didn't show the, the product was unveiled. So we knew but, that there was a Desert Rose cigar coming out. But there's a but there's a difference, though, too. That's a that's a that's a a line this is i don't versus a pca exclusive well we don't know i mean i think you're i mean that's that i mean i think you're you're expecting the worst there we don't know what well, it is but that but that's well no but that but that's how it's being built right so it that that i don't think i remember watching the the unveiling if you will of the southern draw that wasn't touted as a pca exclusive this alec bradley is no. being touted as a pca exclusive I'm just saying. I'm just, uh, no, and you're absolutely right. Here. I'm just saying, like mystery can can be suspenseful, and it can it can create hype. I mean, if they it, to, to Loomis's it. point, to Loomis's point, if they're like, "Oh, this is a mystery," and it's like it's a Gordo of the Prinsado, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on <laughs> Loomis's side. Like, okay, who, who gives a shit, you know? Um, so, and then and then I will be I'll be eating the crow pie that, pie that you served me, Nielsen. So that's fine, but. But I mean, if they come up with something really exciting, it'll be like, I think it'll be cool. I think it just depends. Like, like I think it just depends on how they handle it. So I, I don't know. I think mystery can build suspense. I think it can be exciting. All right. Let me let me let me kind of before we kind of close this out. I want to do kind of a show. He's got to start show. it and he's got to end it, right? 
Right. Uh, of course. <laughs> All right. This was a this was an announcement at PCA. The Goldie Prominente is coming back as a PCA twenty two exclusive. Okay. Has La Polina even talked about this release? Have they said anything? I haven't seen any. This is the only place I saw this. Have they tried to even say the Prominente is coming back? I mean, they, they, I haven't seen anything on it. Glenn Loop liked it. That's good. Okay. But Coop, <laughs> Coop, Coop doesn't, this, doesn't this sort of defeat your argument? Because um, it seems like the PCA, they're doing their part to promote I, this I, product. I, I, oh, and again, I think I think, let me rephrase what I said. I am not, I think the PCA is doing it, but I think why you leave it up to the manufacturers? Like they haven't even tried. They they have to do do it too, though. They have to do it as well. That's my point. They're not doing it because again, right. You want to be creative. But your argument was, your argument was the PCA shouldn't do this at all. It's too burdensome for them. Okay. The manufacturers should do it, which we know they aren't doing it. So if, if, I'm just trying to go by your logic. If okay. we were to go by your logic, that nobody would be promoted. When's the uh, last time La Polina promoted anything? <laughs> hear me, hear I, me. Oh, okay, hear me out on this. Okay? I, I, mean, I mean, I mean, your examples. Like, if this was a different company, I think. I, I mean, I think you'd be on much further ground, like much dirtier ground here. Okay, but hear me out. Okay. Yeah. The idea is when you're promoting these releases now, is the idea is. You want to make consumers aware of this as much as retailers. Ooh, look at this. I, I really like that Goldie. Hey, go to my retail. Are you going to the show? And, you know, create some excitement that this is coming out. Go to your retailer and at least let them be aware of this, right? That's not happening. And I think that's an important step. And consumers aren't following the PCA. They're not following the PCA page. I'm sorry, they're not. Well, if you're, a me- the- if you're a member of, of the PCA... You should be getting these, yeah. you know, press releases. And I don't think, Coop, nobody's going to argue with you that, yes, of course, the manufacturer should be doing this also. They sh- should equally be promoting the product. But right. at least the PCA is promoting it right now. Yeah, I think, like, Aaron brought up a great little scenario of how this could be done, right? And... So, yeah, they could do, do this better. I mean, maybe they will. This, yeah. They're still young at doing this. And so, you know, who knows? Maybe somebody watching the show will hear what Aaron said and and maybe they'll, you, you, you know, utilize some of that, you know, tactic, which I thought was really smart. Um, so let's, you know, I say let's help them, you know, promote this as well, because, look, we're PCA members. Um, we can all, yeah, I know we've all done, you've, you've published these articles. I've published these articles, you know, everybody's sort of doing their part. It'll, maybe it'll get better in time. Maybe, maybe they just need somebody at the PCA. That's a little bit more in tune with the manufacturers and in tune with this, you know, promoting product like this. Um, I don't know. It'll take somebody, uh, maybe putting a little bit more effort into it, but it's only their second year doing it. So, all right. Fair. It's fair. It's fair. I mean, it's fair. Um, before I beat this last one to death, this was what they announced for a rower and asylum, right? So when you look at this, right, it looks exactly like what we saw last year. All these cigars are coming back, and that really wasn't the case. These are rounded versions of the cigars as opposed to box press ones. 
it, it's a big detail to leave out again with this. Um, and that can make a difference, you know, like, like maybe someone has the box presses still in stock and, you know, oh, I don't need to buy more of these. Right. So, but now that they're, the fact that this wasn't announced that it was rounded, um, that's that's kind of what I'm going. And I don't want this. So that's, that's a that's a that's a that's a ludicrous that's a ludicrous like um like just no, it's not analogy. Ludicrous. It's okay. Not ludicrous, if I'm Dad. a shop owner, if I'm a shop owner right. and I still have this stuff on the shelf, do you think I'm going to give two shits that it's rounded now? I'm just going to say, <laughs> okay, I, I, this didn't sell in my store. It, it, I'm not going to buy more of it. I'm sure they were sent this by CLE, right? And that, that's a big detail to leave out. I don't know who left the detail out, but the detail was left out of that. I, I don't know. <laughs> to me, I think I don't get it. I mean, if, if you want, if you guys, if you want to sit there and defend that bear, that's, that's your prerogative, certainly, right? I don't think that's the right thing to do. This was this did not tell me the story here, how this was announced. Okay, so okay, look, I'm not trying to throw something back at you, Coop, but right. Last year, I mean, weren't you saying the opposite? Weren't you saying that the PCA should be excited about this stuff and should be promoting this stuff? I, I really I'm not, remember I'm not, I, I just don't think it's worth. OK, you, you keep saying this. OK, I did not say that the PCA should not be doing this. Right. I, okay, maybe, okay. Okay, I am saying okay. they should not be putting the effort into doing this anymore. Right. But they don't need if they're going to if they're doing it, I'm fine with that. But is this a good use of resources? That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a good use of resources. I mean, to be fair, Coop, how how much time does it take to put up an Instagram post? Not much. It, it's it, not a it's not a lot. Let's be right, honest, right? You know, right. So, but if they're if they're doing this program, right. they got to do something. And, and the thing is, at least they are doing something. At least right? they're doing something. But again, I see them. It seems to me that they're they're pulling on a rope with this, and I just don't think it's worth it. I'd rather see those resources, which they're shorthanded to begin with in the PCA. Focusing on a lot of other issues right now. That's where I would say I don't see them needing to manage a PCA exclusive program. That's my point. I, mean, I agree, but they have they basically hired somebody to do social media. This is all they do. This is what they're their, their, their social media is much better than than CRA. Well, yeah, it's a low bar. But I'm saying my whole point though <laughs> is like, um, you know. Back in the day, I mean, all the years I've gone to PCA or right. RTDA and all that, IPCPR, all the different vowels and consonants. But cigar retailers are cigar manufacturers. I mean, have always had you know, so most of them have had an exclusive. You had to come to the show for anyway, and they right. promote them when you got there. I mean, they they told their customers before about it. I mean, they might not have blasted on social yeah. media, but they they notify their customers. You know, and, and when you get to the booth, I guarantee you they're pushing them when they get to the booth because this is their booth and it's out. They're wanting people to buy it there too, right? So uh -huh. I mean, they're doing it. They're probably they're just not doing it. Fair in point. A new way. Fair, fair point. It's a fair point. My thing is, what is the ROI for PCA spending hours doing this managing of it when exactly what you said, Ben? You could get the bank. For, you could probably get the bank for your buck without spending a lot of cycles on this. That's what my point is on it. I don't know how many cycles are really, I think you're maybe overstating how much effort they're really putting into this, to be honest. I looked at last year when they couldn't get the, the pavilion going, they were supposed to have the VIP packs. They spent time spinning their wheels on that. And the manufacturers didn't deliver the VIP, the scars for the VIP packs. 
Well, that's I, on the manufacturers. That's not on PCA. I, and I, let's be honest, the stuff I, you're talking about, I mean, anybody can do that in like a couple hours. Let's be yep. honest. That's not a lot of work. Yep. You know? I don't know how much work. It just seems like it's more work than it's worth. That's where I'm going. I just don't think they need to have a PCA exclusive program. Unless you're going to do something like what Aaron said, which is a very structured approach and I think has a, a good end game with it. And it brings criteria to the table. It tries to bring good cigars. I think that's something where it absolutely, and, and the cigars have to be delivered by a certain date, Christmas, like the end of the year. So you're not monkeying around into next year with this stuff and getting close to the trade show. Where's the stuff? Where's the stuff? You have plenty of buffer here. Oh, I totally agree. Aaron's idea is a thousand times better than the, what the hell they're doing now, right? Yeah. But I mean, basically the way I see this program is, all they're doing is they're promoting what the manufacturers were kind of doing years and years go, ago. Go. Yeah, which I think yeah. they can still do that. That's the point. It's like I don't think why. That's why I don't. I just like I said. I like the fact that if the program's in place, like right now, PCA is doing their part. That was my point of that, right? I just don't think they need this program. That's where I'm going. That's what my point is on this. So you're saying just basically let it be like it's been in the past, basically. Go back to the way it was in the past. Let the manufacturers manage that unless you do something what Loomis proposed, which I think is a very good, which is a very good idea. I mean, I agree. Let's be honest, because it worked in the past, right? So yeah. they fix what something that wasn't yeah. really broken. Yeah. And let me let me throw out another <coughs> idea how to how to help promote this, right? So you have the media uh attendees to the trade show paying uh $450 a year to attend, right? Just kind of wipe that clean and just see if you can't partner up with uh, a bunch of these media sites and and you help them promote all these releases, right? If you said, "Look, you can come for free, this is the if you want to follow this criteria for, you know, sharing, you know, just press releases." I'm not nobody needs to do anything that would make them look like that they're catering to these companies or anything like that. But if you can use these sites to promote, whether they're doing videos or articles or whatever they want to do, you can, you can use that to help promote these. Right. Yeah. I mean, and what is, what is it? If you, if you, if you partner up with 10, 10 sites, you lose 4,500 bucks in dues. Like, come on. That's, that's, you, you know, you, that's that's you're gonna get more uh, return on investment than if you hired a consultant for ten hours to work on this, right? So right, right. You, I, agree, you, I, agree, right. I agree. I agree on that too. So what do you mean, Aaron? We're kind of already doing it now. We're publishing everything they're putting out. So what? Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's if, if if they, you know, if they, so if they're working with uh, five manufacturers, right? And you got cool details on everything about these, you know, somebody writes up a nice, really nice press release for each of these separately. Um, you know, each of the sites that they team up with can publish these. Maybe they're doing a video with them or, or whatever it is. Um, you know, they're, you're doing a, you know, uh, on prime time, we have the five guys, right. Coming on the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right? I see what you're saying. That's live. They're doing, you know, Eric's got the five guys, right. Maybe they don't all have to be on the same show. Maybe right. it's different weeks. They space them out, whatever it is. Like, you know, if you're doing these kinds of things to promote these and stuff like that, I mean, it's like you can utilize your resources. You have you have good companies in the PCA for manufacturers that will do this, yeah. do this kind of level of work, yeah. right? You can't get everybody to do it, but you can, you can, you've got a subset of probably 15, 20 companies that you could probably count on to do this with you, right? And you've got your core media 
uh, sites that would help you out with this. Like it, it seems like you could do it. Like, and uh, you know, this, this new board with these new board members, like these guys can make things happen. You know, they just need to focus. Yeah, I, I agree on that. All right, we beat this one to death. What I want to do is I'm gonna I'm gonna um move through the agenda real quick. I need to do a sponsor break, um, and we'll get in because I I don't want to keep you guys till super late either. So, all right, so let me mention uh, Tailored Smoke, located in the heart of downtown Charlotte's epicenter and outside the Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina. Tailored Smoke is your one stop shop for a tailored cigar experience. And by JRE Tobacco, the authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars, Cuba was a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it was one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamasran Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now, with Jerry Tobacco, Julio and the San Justo bring their very own brand to market, each containing the authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in 100% authentic Corojo Puro, San Andres Maduro, Ecuadorian Connecticut Shade, Cameroon, or Urbano wrapper representing the Golden Age of cars from 1947 to 1961. Now available at your local retailer, be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every drawer. And by Corona Cigar Company. At Corona Cigar Company, they take pride in the fact they are cigar fanatics just like you. That's why you'll find the best selection of the rarest and finest premium cigars available anywhere in the world. Plus, they have special limited edition cigars available exclusively to Corona Cigar Company from famous international cigar makers like Padron, Avo, Aganorsa, Drew Estate, Perdomo, and Oliva. They have the best selection, the best customer service, and money-saving discount prices. But don't just take their word for it. Four magazines selected Corona Cigar Company as best of the web. Corona Cigar was voted a top five internet cigar retail by Smoke Magazine. And Cigar Ficcinato Magazine wrote, Corona Cigar Company, the largest best cigar shops in America. You can place an order online at www.coronacigar.com or visit one of Corona's four Central Florida cigar superstores and cigar bars and see for yourself why Corona Cigar Company is the ultimate cigar experience. And I want to mention Alec Bradley. Alec Bradley is a family company run by Alan Rubin. He named the company after his two sons, Alec and Bradley, when they're just little tykes. Now they're all grown up working alongside their dad, making the best damn cigars you ever smoked. Join the family. Try one today. You can learn more at alecbradley.com. So this is our Alec Bradley Live True segment, and this will be a good kind of uh, segue. You know, a little break here from, from some of the uh, media talk. This is all real great show, guys, by the way, tonight. Love it. Um, I want to know tonight, I want to talk about soft drinks or soda pop, whatever you want to do. Like, I want to just find out what everyone's – you can say what your favorite soda pop or soft drink is, if you have an unusual one you want to talk about. There's really no wrong answer here because I know not everyone drinks soda here. Um, and we can go we can go from there. Uh, Eric, we'll start with you. All right. First of all, I got to say. I'm from Colorado, so we call it pop. But my wife is from New Jersey. She calls it soda. Yeah. So it's like that's a that's like oh, a, wrong. <laughs> what do you call it? Exactly what it's supposed to be called. Coke. Yep. Exactly right. Coke. That's Everything's a southern Coke. term. Everything's nope. Coke. Everything's Coke. 
And uh, hey, I, I, you know, before all these, I stopped drinking pop, Coke, soda, I don't know, like eight years ago, just because I, I was like, you know what, I'm just putting too much sugar in my body. So I just stopped. But I do remember before all these energy drinks like Monster and all that sort of stuff, you guys remember Jolt Cola? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what all I'm flavor, talking all about. That was, the original, the like, cap, that was the original caffeine bomb, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then it, every, every IT person in the world knows about Jolt Cola. <laughs> and then there was uh, Surge, right? That was like uh, yep. that was like Coke's attempt at, uh, you know, battling it out with Mountain Dew. And I I want to ask you guys a question because my memory I don't sometimes your memory doesn't seem you know sometimes you remember something but you're not sure if it's true or not. Coop, way back in the day when they first introduced Mellow Yellow, wasn't it like the bubbles were like it was like less carbonated or they were that was smaller? the whole idea of it? Yes. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. I, was, I was freaking out. I was like, is that? Did I remember that correctly? Because I don't think nowadays it's, it's any, it's just basically like Mountain Dew or something. But back in the day, you get a can of Mellow Yellow, you could like chug it because the, the bubbles were like less, uh, I don't know, uh, big or something. Yeah, it was less carbonated. I don't know if it's less carbonated or the just the bubbles themselves were tinier or something like that. But I'm glad, Coop, you remember that because I was, I was in my mind, I was like, is, am I having a weird memory? I is this true? I think that was the case with it. <laughs> Any ideas? Had, yeah. Those are mine. Good ones. Good ones. Uh, ben? So this one was pretty easy for me because um, I, while we lived in Tallahassee, I was introduced to this ginger ale. I love ginger ale. That was old school, right? It was invented in 1903. And the same recipe. And then they got like a regular ginger ale. They got one they call hot ginger ale. So they got na and then hot. And all they can really tell is they say na or hot on the bottle. And the caps on the, on the one that's ordinary is gold. And the hot one is like a pink. And it's called Blenheim. And it's out of South Carolina. So <clears throat> I'm going to try I've to put seen it. I haven't tried it. Yeah. It is fantastic. Wait, hold it up again. Hold it up again, man. Yep, that's called Blenheim ginger ale. It's really cool. It's like not, not much has changed since it was introduced in 1903, and it's got a really big ginger kick. And what I thought was hilarious that uh, Canada Dry has come out with a new bold version mm. to try to try to be. It's kind of like there's a lot of new um, hipster sodas coming out now, like especially ginger ales. They're they're kind of going the way they were back at the turn of the century. And now that Canada Dry Bold is just like it. Got a strong ginger kick on it. I just love it. That's one of my favorites. And I, I'm, I'm kind of the same as Eric. I don't drink a whole lot of soda anymore for the same reason. It's just way too much damn sugar. But that one, when I want a nice treat, is great. And since I moved to North Carolina, I've actually found one. It's an old-timey hardware store here in Black Mountain. They have a little small area of all these local sodas they have in the area and they got it i found it like last week and i bet to buy a bottle today to show it but i totally just forgot so much going on but now, that's ben, my, yeah ben ginger ale and and uh that type of soda i can't help but it brings me back to my childhood when i was sick my mom would give me 
Canada Dry ginger ale. I, don't, mm-hmm. I, I think she thought it was, you know, to like soothe your stomach or something yep. like that. But <laughs> now, it, yeah, if I drink it, I instantly feel like I, did I just throw up? Or <laughs> yes, I get that. I, I should be laying on the couch watching TV right now. Exactly. <laughs> should, I'm, I'm skipping school, right? I don't have to right. go to school today. Yeah, that, that's easy. true because actually ginger ale actually does soothe your stomach. It helps calm your stomach down if you have sour stomach or whatever. And and I, what I didn't ever really put two and two together on that until I was actually watching a MythBusters show, mm-hmm. and they were doing they were doing different remedies for seasickness, and they did all the different like Dramine, the patches you could wear, and all that. And um, I was Adam Savage was the one that were doing it all because he gets really bad seasick. And the way they replicated it was they stuck him in a chair that they built that would rotate real fast in a circle, and the, ironically, the thing that worked the best were ginger tablets mm. that were basically invented three thousand years ago by the Chinese for their for their sailors in the navy. And he said that actually worked the best over Dramamine, the patches, because it took it and it kind of got gave him you know some comfort from the sea sickness, but it didn't make him like foggy headed or groggy or whatever, have a weird feeling. <clears throat> so that was like, oh my god. That's why ginger ale, like, it kind of calms the stomach down, like, you know. Because sometimes I will, I'll drink it, like, if I ate something I probably shouldn't have. I mean, let's just be honest. I probably do that every day. You know, <laughs> ginger ale does help with that. So, and that's yeah. another reason I like it. Kevin O'Connor mentions ginger ale and saltines when you're sick. Yep. Have you ever had uh, Verner's? Uh, oh, yeah. Ben? Yeah, I have. And it's really good, too. But I yeah. actually like it way better. It's really okay. good. Yep. All right. I got to see what's going on up there. Bear to Plissy, what in the world do you have going on over there? Oh, well, <laughs> someone was just talking about pandering to sponsors, and whoever does that just is just sad. Yeah. So. <laughs> Boring night. That three, that must, three, that someone three who's saying that must have a slow night. It must yeah, be a slow the, night. The Pick 3, on the media. That's, that's the answer. 3,000 years ago, Chinese, that's a Bear to Plissy trivia right up in the gr- right there. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that again, Bear to Pandering. Yeah. Just so. No, it's just. I think pan- when you pander to sponsors, it's just sad. It's sad. Um, I, what do you got, uh, man? <laughs> so um, I, I, I think this 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 question took an interesting turn that you uh, weren't quite expecting, Coop. I, I think uh, I'm. I mean, I didn't know Eric gave up soda either. Um, I, I mean, I haven't. I, didn't know, I didn't know that either. I haven't had a soda in six years. Um, um, it's still not called soda. It's it's Coke. I still haven't had <laughs> Coke in six years. Um, but uh, I think. I mean, what I, I what I remember fondly, a couple of things. I I still I love the smell of root beer. I miss IBC root beer. Um, uh, one of my favorite cocktails was a root beer fizz, which is gin, root beer yeah. and lemon. Oh, it is fucking awesome. Um, and um, there's in Texas, we have this. Uh, we used to uh, they still, quote unquote, make it, but it's it's not the same anymore. But. Uh, in the town of Dublin, Texas, they made Dublin Dr. Pepper, uh, which was, uh, it was, it was just better. Call it the glass bottles, call it whatever you want. It was just better. Um, and I, I remember that pretty fondly too, but, um, Dr. Pepper has a, has an odd, odd place in my heart. Um, I don't know why my grandma took me to a pizza parlor and served me Dr. Pepper, but she did, uh, when I was young, we went to P- pistol Pete's pizza which for everyone out there is basically like a Chuck E. Cheese where I grew up, but we didn't have Chuck E. Cheese at the time. We had Pistol Pete's Pizza and 
My that grandma Peter, would that become like Peter Piper? Or is that different? Peter Piper is a separate thing. Peter Piper is also one of Peter Piper has the yeah. most underrated pizza ever. I agree. Uh, By the way, I agree on that. Um, but yeah, it's basically uh, like a Chuck E. Cheese. But like, yeah, my grandmother would always let me drink Dr. Pepper. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. I thought it tasted awesome. Um, uh, def- definitely m- miss it and everything like that. But, you know, like the gentleman said, it's it's just way too much sugar. So now I just drink Topo Chico and Pellegrino like it's going out of style. Uh, I will I will say now that I don't live in Texas, regrettably, regrettably, I hate Dr. Pepper. I hate that stuff. <laughs> well, you hate Cheerwine, too. You hate Cheerwine, which I'm not going to go to Cheerwine Road tonight, I promise. Jesus Christ, please don't do that. I promise you I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the energy to argue with Cheerwine tonight with you, but... But it's talking about the root beer, though. We had <laughs> we had a root beer that was really good called Barks, and it was oh, yeah. it's made in Biloxi, Mississippi. Very the caffeine, though. That Barks has some caffeine in it. I'll tell you that. It's got to be one of the few root beers that has caffeine, then. Yeah, that's I think one thing that's a distinguishing of it. Most root beer don't have caffeine, but that one does. All right, Nielsen, what do you got? All right, so it's interesting, the ginger ale comment. So I fly a lot for, for work, and the only time I drink ginger ale is on an airplane. Um, I get it every time I'm on an airplane, and I drink ginger ale. But that's not what we're going with. It's a great segue. This is my drink of choice. If you can see it, Diet Dr. Pepper. Um, I drink it far too much. I'm down. My wife uh, kind of – sorry, motorcycle going by. Um, my, my wife – Hates that I drink soda. I'm I'm down on my intake. A uh, guy I play golf with calls it uh, cancer in a can. So that does kind of dissuades me from the the joy of me having a Coke. But I uh, I drink Diet Dr Pepper and it goes well with my cigars. So um, when when I do buy something to have at the house, it's always Diet Dr Pepper. In one of my cigar shops locally, it's one of the most popular soft drinks. Is the Diet Dr Pepper? Uh, you, need, you need to find I, a new place to go. I am me. It ain't me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not there. It does but. not taste more like regular Dr Pepper. I just see a lot of people no. smoke it with. I mean, drink it with a cigar in in the store. Well, so I agree with you guys, though. So I don't drink regular soda. Um, I'll, if I can't get Diet Dr Pepper, I drink Diet Coke. I'm a Coke guy, not Pepsi. Um, but the regular soda, which my wife tells me it's better for you than the diet, which, okay, whatever. They're both terrible for you. Um, I, it's too sugary for me. So I, I switched over to diet um, and I like it. So that's what, and, and if I'm going to go, McDonald's has the best diet Coke ever. Whatever they do, how they add I, the syrup in there, I agree. I'm going to bring up a McDonald's beverage myself. Hey, oh, right, you go. Well, go ahead, Aaron. You shoot. Uh, high C orange from McDonald's is the best soft drink ever invented. So I see. Uh, I did. <laughs> yeah, uh, lava bursts. Um, I I worked at McDonald's for a year when I was fourteen years old, and uh, I can't tell you how many gallons I took down with that. Um, it's <laughs> it's it's pretty darn good. So, and you um, still drink it? That's the true uh, test. I haven't. I am gonna get. I Wait, would get you? It. But I would you, get it at but you would, like, oh I would, if I went to a McDonald's and they had it, I would definitely get some, I think. Yeah. But you, that's not a, we, that's not we, a trip I make we, very often. We may have to bring some to the media compound for Aaron. Uh, like it's a, it's only on, you know, it, you can't buy I don't think you can buy it anywhere. I think you have to go to McDonald's. Oh, yeah, I get, so yeah. 
So it's sort of like a PCA exclusive. You have, to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have exactly. to go to McDonald's to yeah. actually get the, yeah. the soda. The yeah. see. Does like, McDonald's like, promote it? Yeah, it feels like an unnecessary burden. Yeah. I, I will say, I don't drink um, soda all that often, but I am drinking soda this evening. And um, I am drinking uh, this. Oh, nitro. Wow. I, I know a lot of people hate the, are hating on this. I haven't that's tried it yet. That's just because they the don't have a palate. That? I don't know. I, that that look, I think that looks amazing. I want to try it. This that is the vanilla. But average. That looks average. It's not. This is like a. This is like a. That's a five point three. Seven point seven. Seven. High sevens. High sevens. Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot more sugar in it, but the carbonation is way down. It's nitro. So if if you like Guinness or you drink nitro coffee, whatever it is, it's got that super creaminess to it. Uh, so the original, the original Pepsi is better than the vanilla, but this one's still pretty good. Um, I'm drinking out of the can, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to like pour it real hard into a glass, you know, like nitro stuff. But um, if you have a chance to try this, try it. Don't go by what everybody else has said about it because they don't know what they're talking about. So, <laughs> wait, that. so wait, that's that's just a Pepsi with the nitro capsule in it, like the Guinness. That's all it is. It doesn't have a capsule in it, but when you open it, you it sounds like a jet's taking off. So. It's just pumped full of nitro, nitro. So okay, I thought that and was like a coffee, coffee soda mixture, like the Coke. No, one. it's not like the, it's not like the Coke coffee mix. It's just a uh, just nitro in the in the soda. So you just pop it, and you're supposed to slam it into a glass, and then drink it. So I'll give it a shot. Why not? Check it out. It's good. So hey, speaking of that too, this is back when we were kids. Talking about McDonald's fountain drinks, they mm-hmm. always had the best Coke. Like the best fountain coke you could ever buy was always the McDonald's version. Oh, the, 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 the diet, the McDonald's diet coke is dialed. They whatever they do with their process with the syrup and the, I don't. They, I agree. McDonald's sodas are seriously a cut above. Well, don't you know too? They have the, their straws are bigger too. Their straws are a little bit wider in diameter than a normal straw. And they they clean their lines. Yeah. <laughs> But you cannot get a cannot get a coke cannot get a coke float at McDonald's because ice cream machines never work. So. It's a true story. Yep. They should have cheese fries too. Why don't? Why does McDonald's have cheese fries? They will why, when Elon Musk buys McDonald's. Why mess with a good, good thing? Yeah. All you need yeah. is all that salt. Yep. Yep. All right, I'm up. So everyone knows Diet Coke is a staple. At the Cooper, only a Kai berry or side. Okay, so I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> so, like, I have a couple of things I'm gonna talk. About. So, the Akai blueberry, the Akai berry, Coke, about three years ago, Aaron goes, "Hey, can you pick up some waters, right, for the house?" I was that's the year I drove in, so I said, "Yeah, sure." And um, I ended up picking up water, and I found this Diet Coke blue Acai, and it was amazing. It was amazing. It was my favorite version of Diet Coke. I never was able to find it again. I think it was a very limited release they did. So, um, you know, that, um, but it was amazing. I, I actually tried adding my own aside powder to Diet Coke, and it doesn't work great because it's hard to blend it, unfortunately. But, um, but that, so, but the soda I'm picking tonight, um, actually, I, I did, I'm lying, Ben. Cheer wine. I'm not going to say cheer wine. It's not cheer wine, but this is, this is the limited edition holiday fruit punch. Okay? And this tastes like a holiday fruit punch. Where, where was what holiday? holiday? I, didn't, what holiday? I didn't see anything I mean, about this. Christmas. 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 That stuff is probably like... It's a, local, it's a local thing in North Carolina. 
this is nothing like cure wine, Ben, just so you know. Okay, okay so that shit's so, gotta be is, flat as hell right now. I was gonna say, so do, shouldn't it shouldn't it bother you the fact that they still have holiday? No, I kept one bottle around Soda? at some point to do a show. So he's been hold, he's been holding this for this bottle, moment. Yeah, but I'm not gonna drink that tonight. Okay, <laughs> but kept, I wanted to show. Kept it in the humidor. It's perfectly. Right. So perfectly what I'm gonna talk about is something I discovered in Miami at Caribbean Cigar in the vending machine. They have this thing called Inca Cola. Oh yes, yeah, awesome. Right. I don't. Yes. So, Coop, describe- you just Coop, Can I can I ask you? You just brought like five sodas. You went through the whole gamut, like. You just, Aaron, I, mean, I thought we were supposed to pick one. He has a soda cellar. I have a yeah, soda. I don't, literally. <laughs> all right. But I, 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 there are a couple of things I want to talk about. I, I could not bring up the blue side. That was the problem. Um, I don't know how to describe this. It's like a bubble gum, pineapple. But um, I'm actually going to show you what it looks like. Jesus. It's, it's good stuff. I used to get that yeah, at the, it, uh, my Cuban restaurant back in Tallahassee. Yeah. I got the Richie Riot from Espinosa. He sent me a case of these. Um, <laughs> And uh, it, it's got this, like, yellowish. It looks like a pineapple soda. It looks like urine, a pineapple soda, but it tastes more like bubblegum. Like <laughs> I knew you, someone was going to say that. That's why I did. It's very good. I only can drink this once in a while. It's very sweet, but I do enjoy it. You're and dehydrated. You, you you get here's some right? busy piss now, for you. Now, what I learned is when I went to Caribbean cigars, <laughs> I usually get one of these on the way out. Like, when I drive back to the hotel, I'll get one of these because... It, it is uh, it is very sweet, um, but it is good. It is good. Um, Inca Cola, they have diet it. versions you, of it. You gotta love the segments that Coop puts together. It's your, you know, you're an Aaron show, but Coop sends out the memo and says, "Come with a a, a soda." Coop's got twelve. Like, well, so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I didn't I go through it. the the Mexican Coke and stuff like Mexican Coke's amazing. Mexican Coke's amazing. Mexican Coke's amazing. Dad drinks that all the time. Uh, yeah. Well, like hey, there's bear. a there's another one that my wife loves. It's called Spatsy, which is um, orange orange soda. Or uh, if you make it yourself, it's it's Fanta and 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 Coca Cola, and uh, or or they actually have cans of Spatsy where it's yeah. already pre mixed. Yeah, yeah. What, what hey, are you gonna say? Hey bear, what what, what was that berry again? Acai. Apparently, it's it's like it, it, kryptonite. If if it's not English, Coop just can't do it. <laughs> I have no idea what it. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I bought you the ACAI. It's, like yeah. it's like a blueberry almost. It's like it's a blueberry. It's a blue colored. It's good. It's a, it's a super fruit. Yeah, it, it's good. It, I mean, Diet Coke. It was the most amazing. I, I'm. I've been. I have tried to find this stuff online. I can't find it at all. I yeah, think it was, it was a very. It was unfortunately it was discontinued. You were the only one that bought it. Um, but if they want to do a shop exclusive, a media exclusive soda uh, from a Diet Coke. If it was, I tell you what, if it was made by St. Louis Ray and they made that name like the Karenis with the outside, you'd be really surprised. Oh, my God. It's just like kryptonite, man. Yeah. Just put that, put that and Eric's last name on it and just it's just watch it. Just watch him melt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think putting a superfood in with the, the chemical mess that is what we call <laughs> Diet Coke. Probably was counterproductive. So, yeah, it was. It was too much. It was. It was healthy. I was telling everyone it was healthy. <laughs> and and no one else. Like I, I said, hey, anyone from the media compound want to try it? No one. No one. I think tried it. I don't know. Maybe one person tried it or something. Like no. I was like, okay. All right. So that was our Alec Bradley Live True segment. Um, we got one more segment. I promise I won't keep it long. 
Um, and I just got to do one more round of sponsors uh, to pander to, right? So I want to mention um, J.C. Newman Cigar Company. Jeez. <laughs> founded in 1895 by <laughs> All right. That's going to be a, a moment in history. Thank you, Skip. <laughs> All right. J.C. Newman Cigar Company, founded in 1895 by Julius Caesar Newman. J.C. Newman Cigar Company is the oldest family uh, premium cigar maker in America. For four generations and 127 years, J.C. Newman has been crafting many of the world's finest cigars. J.C. Newman is headquartered in an iconic 111-year-old cigar factory in the Ybor City National Historic Landmark District in Tampa, Florida. At the factory known as Elver Hole, J.C. Newman boasts premium cigars by hand and hand-operated antique machines. The J.C. Newman Pencil Factory is the second largest in Nicaragua and it's where Brickhouse, Perla del Mar, El Baton, Quorum cigars are hand-rolled, and J.C. Newman's Diamond Crown, Maximus, Julius Caesar, and Black Diamond cigars are handmade by Tobacco A. Fuente in the Dominican Republic. With its longtime partners, the Arturo Fuente family, the Newmans founded the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, which supports low-income families in the Dominican Republic with education, healthcare, vocational training, and clean water. Visit jcnewman.com to learn more. And by Casa Cuevas Cigars. The Cuevas family has five generations of experience in cigar making. For many years, they have manufactured cigars for many industry leaders out of the Las Palos factory in the Dominican Republic. Now, the Cuevas family has brought their very own brand to market with Casa Cuevas Cigars. You can try the Casa Cuevas Connecticut, Habano, Maduro, La Mandaria, or Patrimonio lines, and of course, the Cuevas Reserva line. If they don't carry it, be sure to ask your local retailer for Casa Cuevas Cigars. Casa Cuevas Cigars, from our Casa to yours. And we're going to get into, this is, we've been doing this all night, deliberations, but this is our industry talk deliberation segment. And it's sponsored exclusively by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. There's no deliberation when it comes to Dumbarton's track record since launching in 2015. This has included seven consecutive top three appearances on the half-wheel consensus, including number one cigar of the year in 2020 with the Mi Carita Tricky Traca. Visit DTT Cigars and find a purveyor that carries the brand of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. And if folks haven't heard on our virtual trade show on the 30th, uh, Steve Sacco will once again be burning the midnight oil. He will be coming on at midnight again. So uh, definitely adjust your sleep schedule if you want to see that live. All right. Um, going to get back into um, – I'm going to move – moving a little forward here into some of the last things here. Um, so we're getting into some of the uh, just things going on at the trade show this year. Um, I call this leaders of the pack, right? And if you've heard – this is basically if you've heard some announcements for the trade show already. Which company do you think is like the leader of the pack where – you know what? There's some really intriguing stuff here, and I'm excited to to see it uh, coming. And I'm, I'm talking about new stuff uh, that's going to debut here. So um, I will start this off with Bear. Put him on the spot. Who uh, who are the leaders of the pack? So yeah, someone. Um, yeah, and there's no wrong answers here. It's just yeah. Um, we will, we will well, judge I, you though. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I, I would expect nothing left. Um, I, I I mean, I still think it's a little early. I think, uh, you know, I think there's a lot more releases to to come out. That's um, fair. But um, I think I think a couple of. OK, that's a diff- that's a different question. So I leaders of the pack, you you, ha- you you mentioned him a second ago. I think you have to say Steve Sacco. Um, you know, he's you know, he he always he always comes to the show with something. He always talks, you know, he always talks about how he's not bringing something. He always talks about how his stuff is crap, but how it's amazing. It's the most contradictory thing ever. But like he 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 builds hype like 
you know, very few people in this industry. Um, and I think people are really genuinely excited about Saka Khan um, and uh, the Bewitched. Uh, I know which was which was actually just shipped and everything like that. So uh, but uh, it'll be relatively new still and everything. And I think there's a holiday plan for the Stillwell. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to I think you have to mention uh, him. Um, I think Foundations uh, Foundation Cigars uh, return to this to the uh, to the show. It will be big. Uh, There have been rumblings about more than just the uh, the matcha ratons that he's releasing. but even that, I think people are just going to be excited to see him. So, um, I mean, are we doing a number like one through three or is that? No, like- whatever you want. Whatever you want is fine. Yeah, just, it's whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, I mean, I think those are two, two of the biggest ones. I think something that's actually been should be talked about more. Um, and I think this is probably going to be one of your complaints. But I think one of the things that should be talked about more and I'm something I'm genuinely excited about. Uh, is the 10th anniversary of Florida Les Antilles. I, I have that one. Yes, yeah. I agree with you on that. I'm excited about and that one. It's pretty, I mean, that's pretty darn exciting. Uh, and it's a, I mean, it's a pinnacle cigar for them. And they're also doing something with their other number one cigar, the Le Bijou, uh, the 100 uh, Años. Yeah. It's an LE. Um, but again, I think they're, I mean, they're, they're doing something with their, their marquee Marcos. So I think it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. Actually, that was one of the companies I had was was my father. I'm actually very intrigued by both of these releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. even though they're limited, I'm, I'm actually they're one of my companies. Yeah, I don't think enough people are talking about it. Um, I am bizarrely intrigued. I don't say it's leader pack. Maybe maybe I can save that for another topic. Let me look at the. Yeah, I'll save that for another topic. I'm bizarrely intrigued about something else though. I'll talk about that later. Okay. All right, Nielsen, what do you got? So I'm going to do the b- bizarrely intrigued by the Karen Berger by AJ. I don't I, I don't know why, but I just um, I'm interested to see what that entails. Um, I also think from a leader, I, I just know that a lot of my friends smoke some of the La Gloria Cubana stuff. So the Siri S, um, but not at the I'm show. Intrigued. They're not at the show. Oh, it's not, they're not. Yeah, well, they're not the, okay, yeah, they're not the, yeah. Didn't know that. Um, uh, because I'm excited so, well, about that I'm, release, by the way, too, just so you know. Okay. I, yeah, it's I general. Know. It's general, yeah. And Ford. And then, um, yeah, you're right. And then uh, the other one that I'm intrigued by, and I don't think it's on the list, is the Agronosa Leaf, um, the Anniversario. Um, I saw that that's going to be at the show. So I'm, I'm interested in that one, too, because, you know, I'm Terrence is not going to like, but I, I felt like some of the quality issues, I thought Agronos has had some, some quality issues as of late. And um, I'm hoping that this steps it back up because I'm a huge fan of the stuff that they put out. And so intrigued um, about that one. Interesting. Okay. Um, Eric, what do you got? Well, I th- there's a, there's a clear, and now the way I took this question wasn't, uh, what am I excited about necessarily? But I took it as who's going to be getting a ton of attention at the show, mm-hmm. like leading the pack. And that that's regard. fine. And that's fine too. You can answer it like that. Um, and I think there's a clear hands down way ahead of everybody winner. And that's Espinosa, assuming that Guy Fieri shows up at some point during the show people flip over backwards for Guy Fieri. I've seen yeah. him now at a couple of events with Eric 
and it's insane. I mean, I like the guy. I I don't really know a ton about him. I I don't watch a ton of those types of shows. Me neither. Yeah. But you would not believe this guy. He garners so much attention. I almost feel bad for the guy. It's almost like Mick Jagger walking in or something. Like he's just swamped with people. They have to like kind of like you know have handlers like you know keep people back. So if if Guy Fieri shows up, and I think he's probably gonna, um, Espinoza is gonna have a ton of attention on their booth. Um, so that to me is a hands down knock. You know, he's gonna knock it out of the park with that. People just love him, and and uh, they're gonna sell a zillion of those cigars. I'm telling you right now. Solid pick, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a solid pick. Yeah, I had them as well. I had them as well at one. Um. Because they have also the um, the Warhead 8, which always does well and sells out for them. And uh, the Seis Provincias is coming out uh, as well. The next Seis Provincias. So they got some stuff. But I think the Guy Fieri stuff is going to be... There's probably still a lot of retailers who haven't gotten that stuff yet or haven't been introduced to it. So in a way, this is the first major trade show they're having with this. Yep. With the product, yeah. The Warhead, and, and doesn't that do well on the Cigar Coop list every year? Too? Yeah. Yeah, and this year is a Gordo. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Reserve that number one spot now. Yeah. Just call it. And, yeah. And and to piggyback what what how kind of Eric took the and, and I I didn't take it quite that way, but to, to piggyback off what Eric said, I'm interested. I don't know if they've had a release about anything, but I keep bringing up Placencia. I just looked at their booth last year, the traffic, the momentum they have. I'm interested yeah. to see if they put something out or what if they can continue that that just mom- vicious momentum they've got right now. Yeah. I agree. That's a good one, too. All right, Ben, what do you got? Well, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll answer it both ways, the way Eric took it and the way, you know, Baron Aaron were doing it. Um, I, the low-hanging fruit is the Padron Fuente collaboration, right? I mean, that's that's a huge one. I mean, that one's everybody's going to be clamored to go check that out. I mean, it, they're not going to have it there, but it'll be released kind of officially, right? So, but answering it for what stuff that excites me, I mean, the Maria Lucia, you know, coming out of East Prime, that's that's one I can't wait to try. Well, yeah, I, that's going to be fantastic. Um, two other ones we're going to be talking about later, so I'm going to skip those. Um, Another one that I was thinking that would be really good. Um, I mean, well, the foundation stuff coming out, and I think there might be one more release. I'm not, I'm not quite sure about it, but I think there might be one more. <coughs> I'm really excited to see those because um, they both sound like they'll be outstanding cigars. I mean, we've already talked about my father. That was another one I was going to pick. That I'm really looking forward to both of those because both of those lines are. are probably my two favorite lines coming out of my father so i mean that's those are those are really big ones i cannot wait to see and try those out um i think what else there was um the blackwork studio the shaolin that one's something that looks really good too that i kind of can't wait to try that one out um that one is really interesting and then also you know Quesada's Benella Quesada's 75th anniversary. I mean, that one's that one's got to be fantastic. I mean, all the stuff we re, you know we revisited on the Quesada Corner. Yeah, just you know, they, remind, had a, 
They had a big year last year, and it seems like the momentum's continuing. Yeah. I'm yeah, looking forward to the uh, Casa Magna Connecticut also is going to yeah, be. Yeah, I'm excited I about that. that's going to be good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one of the two that I would say, you know, we'll cover it a little bit later, but that's a one that I'm hugely excited to try out. And, of course, the last one, the Veracruz Blue from Tat. I mean, that's that one's, you know, that that, that line has always been kind of, um, kind of overshadowed by, you know, the brow label and everything else. So I'm kind of excited to see that one coming out too. That's that's one that always seems popular in a lot of shops, but it's not really talked about by us. So I'm kind of curious to see how that turns out too. Good job, Aaron. Do you have anything to excite you? <laughs> yeah, Ben. Ben stole my thunder. I, the the company that I was that right now intrigues me the most going into the trade show is Casada. Uh, as interesting as that would seem thinking that you're going yeah. to trade show and Casada is the number one company on your list. Right. But like Ben said, the 75th anniversary in the Casa Magna, Connecticut, like the, those are cigars that are pretty yeah. exciting. I would think. Right. I think the, I think there's another Oktoberfest too. Don't quote. Well, me on that, yeah, I think, that's, I think they, they did that last year though, but you know, I, they did the league F and then they did the 1974 was 74 that they did another yeah. size in. And then they had to do an Oktoberfest, right? But I think the Oktoberfest gets run over by the other releases. So, yeah. Um, but the other thing I'm interested in is finally seeing some of these Eladio Diaz factory blends start coming up. So, Luxury just announced they're bringing one yeah. to the trade show. I think that's good news. Um, so, I, I'm interested in seeing what comes that comes from there. I, I actually smoked uh, Matt Booth's cigar he did for Luxury. And they're actually in the wholesale business, by the way. So they're they're actually at the trade show. They're going to be taking orders on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, but that's an AJ blend, right? Um, it was good. I can tell you that it was one of the best mm. cigars Matt's done uh, in a long time. I really well, like he, it. Gets answer, work, he gets to work with AJ yes. as much as he wants now. So that's yeah, the answer the answer is yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Bear, how do you how do you pronounce the the Crownhead cigarettes coming out? The Espumud, whatever the which one? Es- it's uh Esfumacho or something. It's the Esfumado. Esfumado. There we Esfumato. go. Yeah. There we go. That one's not that hard. I think. Well, I may be saying it wrong. I'm just. <laughs> taking no, a, uh, I'll go with that. I'll go with that one. Right. I, I'm. I'm. Well, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty phonetic. Considering what he's what, he, what it's. I mean, with the background of the name and everything yeah. like that. All right, my my pick so far, and it's more from a strategy standpoint, uh, as well as I think the cigar. I think I've been liking a lot of cigars they've been doing. I have United Cigars as as really the one, and what I see them doing is really smart. Is they you know, with all these price increases they're coming out, um, they're definitely tackling the value segment of under ten dollars. They have that uh, La Mexico Cubana. They have the Arnold Andre stuff, um, which I actually have liked it. I think there's some good. I think they're they're pivoting a lot in an area where a lot of companies aren't going right now. And if the cigars catch on, this is going to be something good. Plus, they're on the selected tobacco end, which is the Nelson Alfonso stuff. They have the Alfonso, which is the fourth blend coming out by Nelson Alfonso, which is going to be their high end thing, uh, as well as the Red Anchor, which is a, a high end cigar. So they're going to go in both ways right now. Um, and I think it's an interesting strategy to go with right now. And they have a lot of offerings they're bringing into the trade show this year. So I would put them, I'm look, I'm really, I want to see how the cigars deliver in the end on some of these. We'll see certainly, but I'm very intrigued by that. 
as well. And I know we mentioned my father, Casada, and Espinosa as um as other ones. So those are mine. All right. So next one is I have just I picked five cigars, right? And you can just you can tell me if you it excite you, if you're intrigued by them, and um if you have any others you want to throw out afterwards, feel free. But um, so these are five releases. And if you don't know much about it, that's fine, too. The first one's the Alec Bradley Double Broadleaf. What are, are we excited about it? I think it's like it's a phenomenal idea. Yeah, you're interested in it, not interested. Oh, I guess. I, I'm very interested in that. That was one of the ones I said I want to save because this segment was coming up. Yeah, I think it's a really cool concept that I'm looking forward to giving it a shot. Honduran Broadleaf as well. Honduran grown broadleaf, they're saying. So, and when the companies yeah, are complaining I'm about excited. broadleaf shortages. Double down, right? I know this, this. This is like <laughs> such a. This is like such a flex by Al It's like no nobody in the world can get broadleaf. Let's do double broadleaf. Yeah. And they've never and they've never done broadleaf before, from what I understand. No, I I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Um, and it's very good. The cigar. I'll just say that I have tried it. So, um, so yeah, they have a chunk size coming out, which is that short stubby 60. But that's, that's actually the, re the re release that I'm oddly really excited about the, the cigars that are in their, in their chunk pack. The, yeah. I, was, I don't want to say too much more cause I don't want to be pandering, but I'm just saying I'm oddly, I'm oddly intrigued by it. And, and you should be so, so excited because it's the 60. Yeah. I think the chunk size has done well for them actually. Um, and I've liked some of the chunk sizes they've done. A magic toast was good in the chunk size as well. All right. Uh, any other thoughts? I'll go to the next one. The CLE PCA exclusive 2020, 2022. That one is the, the new rounded shape. The new rounded shape changes the blend. I, I don't care. I don't. I don't care. I mean, I like. I. I mean, I was one of the ones that liked the twenty twenty one, but because it's rounds, who cares? Yeah. Uh, same, same I man. want. I want to give it a shot. Is what I want to say. Sometimes I, I have seen a round version. Are you fucking kidding me? Why wouldn't I give it a shot? You were, no, you were. I didn't say this earlier. Said, you used it earlier. Is it? Oh, God, I didn't man. say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bear. Every Vitola is different, right? I'm giving it a shot. I'm not saying I'm excited about it. Oh, okay. That's not okay. what Bear's saying. That's not what Bear's saying. What, what did Bear saying? Let me, you let used me. it as an ex you used it as an example of like like disparagement earlier, and now you're bringing back like, oh yeah, I want to try it. I'm like, are you? I'm I sorry. Try it. As others, I don't want to try it. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I the the fact that it's round does not does not like it does not excite me. I I'm I'm interested yeah. in trying it. It doesn't I excite enjoy, me either because I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the uh, the box press. Aaron, does that excite you? No, I didn't try. I didn't try the first one. So. Okay, Eric, does it excite you? Does it, uh, the, does it move the needle for me? Not a, not a ton, but okay. I'm I'm guessing that it, um, it's probably going to be a solid cigar. But uh, it does. I mean, if you're asking me, like, is this, you know, move move my needle? Not not a lot, really. No. Okay. okay. Next one. Room Matt is supposedly going to be at the trade show. Yeah, right? Matt and Matt is definitely going to be there. Yeah, I, so, I talked to him today. So yep. So this is the Room 101 13th anniversary. We can skip Loomis because we know who manufactures it. So, yep. Right. I don't know. 
I mean, I'm always excited to try something new. And pink, I think any pink time you bands and pink boxes. Are you okay with that? It's a good cigar. It can be wrapped or whatever, but no, that doesn't move the needle either. But uh, you know, new, new, a new cigar. Hey, why not? Always looking for the perfect cigar. I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent on it. I thought the 12th anniversary was very good. I thought that was the best one he's done. With it, one of the best ones he's done with AJ, as well as that that uh, shake snake 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 I talked about. But I'm indifferent on this one. I could pass on it if I need to. But you know, give it. A, I mean, like I said, I'll give it a shot. But it's not moving the needle like Eric said. All right. I think we started hitting this one already. Cossack Magna, Connecticut. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I can go all say. Yeah. Quesada makes great Connecticut. They really do. They really cigars. And so this just seems to me like it should be. It should be a home run. So I'm excited about that one. The uh, you Dojo cigar, uh, the Dojo Deluxe use that wrapper. Um, And those cigars, Eric, aged really well. Oh, yeah. That's butter. Yeah. I mean, when they came out, I didn't like I always like that Corona Classic they did. But. When you age that, like put some aging on those, those were really good. Um, there's I know there's I, almost nothing better with a cup of coffee and that cigar. I, it's li- it's literally just a perfect. Coffee. I got some of them out of smoke in about a uh, maybe a year and a half. Though. Maybe, it was probably a year when I was down there last year. They had they had a couple lying around, uh, and it was really smoked well. But I think everyone. I mean, I think this one. Um, we know they could do a good Connecticut. So I think this is uh Casa Magna has been doing well. Um, so yeah, I think if anyone not excited about this cigar, I, I like that they're keeping, they're still building the Casa Magna. I really like that. They're building yeah. upon that. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Last one, the EP Carrillo inch Nicaragua. And I want to ask bear, are you excited about this cigar? I, I mean, uh, I, isn't the ringmaster like a Nicaraguan Puro? This is a different blend, I guess. This could be a regular production line. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always excited to try anything that Ernie makes, so you know that. I mean, yeah, he's not, I'll, ma- he's I'll not really it. making it. That's the thing; he's making it over at Placencia. Oh, oh well, I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he's he's got his name on right. He did the blend. It it sounds like it's In very theory? simple. Casada did with Casa Magna years ago. Kind of a similar thing. It looks like. I mean, I'll get. I mean, I'll give it a shot. Um, I mean, uh, I'm. I can tell you, I'm. I'm. You know, with all respect to Ernesto, I'm. I'm not a fan of the packaging. Um, I. I did not like the new redesign. I do not like the redesign at all. I don't know why no. it changed it. It was great, the old design. But. Um, but but I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give it a shot if he's got something to do with it. I mean, I'll. I'll, I'll like. I like his stuff. Anyone else? I have no desire to smoke this. EP Carrillo with Placencia, not intriguing enough? Not in that size. I hate the inch size. I haven't had any digits. I won't smoke something like that size. It's insane. Okay. The problem is I have with this one. I'm intrigued by the whole Placencia connection, but Outside of Inch Natural and Inch Maduro, everything they've tried with Inch just hasn't been as good as those two originals. I know they tried the Corojo, they tried the the Ringmaster, 
They Dude, did. The ringmaster's money, man. I don't know why you keep saying that. So I had, I had, I had construction issues with that cigar. You need to go back and try it. Okay. I that was it. when I had. Remember when we had it? Jose gave us one. Yeah. Like, like we got a free cigar from Jose, which is you know, <laughs> like a miracle in itself. But so, but yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm intrigued by this. I'm curious. I'm. It's curious enough where I want to try this cigar, obviously. But again, I the inch really, the original blends have still been what I went to. Does Can anyone? Add, yeah. Yeah, I have one. I have one to add. This is one I'm like. I'm I'm intrigued how he's gonna do it or what he's gonna do with it, yeah. and I I don't know why I'm just bizarrely intrigued yeah. with it. The Rocky Patel anniversary, uh, Edge. 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 I'm intrigued. I'm, intri- I'm intrigued by it too. I yeah. It just yeah. I just I just want to see what he's gonna do with it. Like he's, he's are, 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 in my opinion, he's had a good run. Bob, I'm is it, is, well, I'm just like is like he. I mean, he's crazy enough to do a twenty dollar Edge, right? He's nuts enough to do that. I hope he uh, doesn't. Is that, is that, is that what he do with it? Like, or is I he hope he doesn't wheelhouse? do that. I hope he doesn't do that. How do you celebrate 20 years of Edge? Like I, I, like I said, I'm just bizarrely intrigued by it. I, it I don't there's know. some question of exactly 20. Person. Yeah. Because Edge, I think, isn't 20 years old, technically, but it's when he started working on it, I guess, is what they said. It's going to come in a chest of 2,000 <laughs> versus the 100. No, no singles for sale at all. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Edge is good. It doesn't really excite me. Uh, they did the barber pole one, which was okay. wasn't you know didn't you know rock my socks, but uh, it was okay. I know I, I, he, I've doesn't, been more... he doesn't care if it excites you, man. He laughs all the way to the bank. I, I've had I've been more like last year. The stuff Rocky brought in, I was more excited about. Oh yeah, so, for sure. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I don't know. It's it's I'm just like I said. He's he's nuts enough to do something like that. Yeah. I'm just I'm curious to see what it is, what what he, yeah. what he how he how it's presented, how it's packaged, yeah, how it smokes. Like just wanna see it. I don't yeah. know. Anyone else have any other cigars before we get to the last couple of points? All right. Ben, are you are you I know I know there's a couple of them you really like. I mean, the the Master H from Toscano. Like you excited about that? Yeah, I I do. I really like the Toscano stuff. They're just so pricey, you know. But I I do enjoy them. But I, not many shops carry them, so it's hard mm-hmm. to get hold of them. Right. Yeah. I, I'm very curious on those cigars too. Those are like um, there's three different blends of those. So one's like a total, I think, fire cured puro. I think one of them, or it uses 100% Kentucky tobacco. I think is the uh, so it's a Kentucky Pearl, which they normally don't do. Um, they normally do mix it with other types of tobacco, like Italian or something like that. All right, let's get to now or never. Um, so this is the Dave Burke now or never question. Who has to have a good trade show this year? Like, like this is very important for them to, to kind of really uh, knock it out of the park this year for the long-term sustainability of the company. Uh, one we've already talked about is Billiger. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a must. They're a must win. Yeah, have to. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so I have a question. I, and, um, I don't. So you guys talked about the that McAuliffe is building up to this show. Do they have to have a good one? I think they do. I mean, I think it's very important if they're investing in this. I think it's important. Um, I don't know. So it's. it's 
I may put Villager ahead of that, what, what Ben says, for that reason. Sure. I was just curious about your thoughts on the McAuliffe because of the comments leading up to it. Yeah. I think that argument can be made for all those, the, all the returning companies. Like it's a big, it's big, it's a big opportunity for yeah. all of them. Yeah. And it's a big, it's a big year for all of them. I think they're, you know, they have a lot of opportunity um, and, but there's a lot of risks too. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think they're all poised to, to make a, a positive comeback. It seems, it seems like the vibe around all of them is pretty positive. I don't think anyone's you know, like, Brent- Go ahead, sorry, Bear. No, I was gonna say. I mean, maybe Villager being the exception of that. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm. Maybe I just don't have my ear close to the grindstone enough. What were you gonna ask, Aaron? Well, I, I don't know if they care. If if it seems to me that Luzione has lost a lot of the their. Uh, I don't know what you want. Uh, just recognition, I guess, for lack. And I know, Coop, you said they're going through some some rebranding. Yeah, I don't um, know if that's going to show yet or not, but I know they're rebranding the Coraline. So, does is is that a, a brand that needs to have a good show? I mean, you think about I, I just remember their show last year; it didn't have anything out. Um, the last time I heard, you know, that they had anything that that garnered some some publicity was that Hot Ten. So, does does Illusione need to have a, a big show? I mean, they all have to have big shows, I mean, I, but I'm saying, do they need to get out there more? Their models always kind of been every other year, though. They've kind of always done that. They've always kind of done every other year where they do yeah. something and then they they take off, they take a year off and then come and then back. They, yeah. So I'm, I mean, I don't. Yeah, to your point, I don't know what they're what the model is going to be this year if they're focused on the rebranding or or what. But um, I think there's some, I think there's some substance there for it. I think it's. I mean, it'll, it'll be good to have Fred, you know, officially in the booth, officially doing official things. So, yeah. um, um, I think, um, I mean, I think there's a couple of opportunities for some, for some companies to really, to really step out. I mean, I, I you know, we mentioned, we mentioned Gurkha earlier. I think that's really big. Ba- like, that's a really big opportunity. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, I'd like to see come away, come away is Oscar. I know, I don't know who knows what he's putting out after the McFly, but I mean, Oscar had a pretty good run going there and then it, it, it's really died down. I would like to see him have a come away with some positive vibes from the, the show. Yeah. I, I, I really think this is a pivotal year for La Polina. Last year, they, they I almost they, mentioned them. They have some, I mean, last year they had some, they had some, they kind of reinvigorated themselves a little bit and kind of, and uh, it's kind of curried over a little bit. There really wasn't, it didn't really sustain itself throughout the whole year. I think, I think it kind of died down um, and we'll, we'll see if they can continue strong because I mean, they, man, they were, they were it, they were it in the early 2000, in the early uh, 2010s, man, that was that, I mean, they were hot and then they just kind of, they just kind of fell off and, and kind of lost their way for a little bit. And, and uh, I mean, it, they made some great cigars back in the day that I just, I mean, I was, I was all about and stuff. I don't, but I don't know. I mean, do you, I mean, what do y'all agree, disagree? I'm, I'm curious. I, I totally agree. I almost mentioned La Polina. I, I was going to ask, uh, you know, because Coop uh, had put the, the goalie up on the, on the screen from that PCA piece. Um, I, I was going to I totally agree. 
I mean, my thing was that it seemed like they generated some pretty good steam coming out of the trade show, but then it just faded again. Yeah, yeah. It didn't sustain itself. Like, yeah. I mean, the cigars took forever to come out, so it was like they couldn't they couldn't keep the buzz going. Yeah. So by the time the cigars came out, I think everybody forgot about them. What about J.C. Newman? Oh, I think I think they're solid. I think they're on solid ground. That wagyu, I don't know. Oof. But that's a small that's a smaller release for them. The, you mean the Yagua? Are you are you catch, are you catching a cold from Coop? Yeah. There there is a uh, there is an Alec and Bradley Wagyu, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. Um you guys, I, I hate this question because this is the infamous question where uh, John McTavish and me got into an argument because he said Davidoff. <laughs> like, if they didn't have a good show, they were done. <laughs> oh, I remember that. It was one of the epic ones. It was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I think I think the 100-pound the, the gorilla in the room is the PCA themselves. This show, it's got to be better. Or, I mean, and I feel like it is. I'm so pulling for this. I feel like yeah. they're going in the right direction. Um, I like what I'm hearing, but it's it's got to be pulled off, man, because let's face it, the uh, total product expo is uh, has been building up steam. And so PCA has got to I don't I don't know what they you know, whatever they got to do, it's it's got to work. And by the time we come out of the show, there's got to be a lot of uh, energetic uh, manufacturers, retailers and media members Um to me, this this seems like do or die. Like to me, I don't know what you guys think, but and I feel good about it. I'm not I'm not trying to put hot, I'm not trying to put cold water on it because I, I do feel good about it. But it, it does have to be good this year. To the show as a whole, the show as a show. I agree. I agree. I mean, honestly, there's so many trade shows for my industry that went that went virtual and did amazing. Because I just showed it, kind of just let me think. Trade shows as a whole are just dying off, right? right. So I agree with you a hundred percent. It feels like more than ever. Like it feels to me. I don't know. I just have the sense like this. It's just got to be. It's got to be good. Like we need a new, like to to come out of that show and feel like okay, cool. Like we're going in the right direction. And and like I said, going into it, I feel like they are. But it's 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 got to happen. It's got to it's got to come to fruition. Agre- I, I no one could argue that. I I would agree with you on that. All right, Aaron, who do you got? I was going to say Alpina as well. Uh, I just don't know how they're still relevant as a company. Um, they they just haven't done anything since they created the classic. Um, that was the end of end of their relevance. I think. Um, but, uh, there's, there's a ton of companies that just aren't going that they need to be there. Um, so it's just, it's, it sucks for them, I guess. I don't know why they wouldn't attend. Um, you know, they're struggling as companies, I would think. So, um, it would be a good, a good chance for it. But like, I don't know, there's, uh, like German engineer cigars, like, are they going like they, they're, what I heard, they're they, going. Yeah, they got this whole thing with Claudio or whatever, supposed to be consulting and stuff like that. You know, they've struggled with some of the releases. Like, can they put something together that is actually going to, you know, bring people in? Um, I don't know. There's, there's a bunch of brands that just are missing that 
um, probably need to. But I would say of the of the ones that are returning, I think Foundation needs to needs to be able to do something to really make a bit of a splash coming back. I don't think just being there is enough. Agree. Yeah, I think my two would be one I was going to say was Foundation because they it seems like they've lost a lot of steam as well. And I, I think a good show will help, you know, drive that branding in. Uh, so I think the show would be a great help for them. The other one, honestly, I would think it would be is La Florida Minicana, right? I mean, yeah. they've been gone for a while and, you know, they haven't been able to put out any product whatsoever. Not even talking any new stuff. We're just talking about their basics, you know? And I know, I know several shops that have just dropped them because they can't get anything from them. So you come back to the show and, and show the retailers you're back and you can, you can you know, send them products. Not just take their orders, but actually send them product and not wait a year and a half, two years to get three boxes out of your 25 box order. They, they got to have a good show here. To, to Loomis's point, you know, we should be there. Southern draw. Talk about needing a shot in the arm. They, uh, yeah, they've been in a slump. I mean, no doubt. I mean, he says he, he's been tending to go to more fall releases lately. I've, you know, that's been his pattern the last few years. So, yeah, I agree. He says he's got stuff coming out. We'll see. Is he, is he confirmed not? He's not is, going. Is he, he's not going. He's confirmed right. now? Yeah. I have to update the list probably not. All right. Aaron, Aaron uh, Loomis, who else? You said there's a lot of people who else. I mean, anyone else? No. Warp's not going, right? Warp's not going, yeah. That's a brand that def- desperately needs life support. Yes. So, how are you going to work the booth this year, Aaron? That's going to disappoint. I don't have anywhere to. I don't have anywhere to do business. Well, maybe Caldwell <laughs> will make that easy for you. <laughs> you yeah. could always, uh, you could always hang out in the high C booth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The high C booth. That, that'll be at the tobacco. I mean, that, sorry, the total plus expo. Right. Total products expo, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. uh, they'll have a high C booth for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Loomis is available for your booth. I will be sc- I will be scouting for that Spirit Halloween Store Award though this year for sure. Yeah, I, you know that, I'm all in. I'm bring, all in on that. bring the banner. Bring yeah. the banner. Do, we have to do Eric, it. you know the story with the warp booths that we were watching the yeah, dojo yeah, video yeah. eating ramen. Yeah, Jor- Jordan took the video. It was yeah, Jordan's watching, video that captured. We're, we're eating ramen, and Aaron says, "Look, you got to look at this. They got me on the booth." <laughs> I see. I asked. I asked Jordan if he wanted to interview you because I was going to do the interview as Kyle, but he was just doing the walk around. I was if he was in a different spot, we would have. Done an interview. I would have done yeah. this, Kyle. That would have been fun. That would have been great. Yeah. All right. I got two. I got one that's going to be controversial, but there are two different reasons. Okay. So let me do the one that I think needs like a big show and needs help right now. Uh, that's Platinum Nova. Uh, they've been they've been investing a lot in this trade show. I just don't see the market penetration with that brand, and it's it's, it's I don't know what it is. I'm not, you know, some of the cigars are good. Some of the cigars I haven't been as fan of, but they need something. They need to kind of get their core lines moving right now um, because I just don't see the needle moving on them right now. Well, Coop, you and I talked about, and I saw your review. I just put a review of, of one of their cigars. Their price point is too high. It's too, $20 for that limited, which wasn't good. It just was a Leo 11. It wasn't good. They have a Leo 12 coming out. I hope it, I mean, I've liked their stuff. I like their core line stuff. What was it? Those four. Mm-hmm. Four fifty four. The Leo Ten was awesome. The Leo Ten was awesome. The Leo Eleven was not nearly close to the Leo Ten. But I think they need to have a big show. I don't know if they don't have a big show this year. 
they've got to move that needle. They really got to move that needle. I like I like I like Leo and all that. They're great people, but they've got to move that needle this year. I don't think uh, I don't think they got the momentum they got from last year's show at all. Well, my problem with them was too. I had a couple of we got back from the show. The pri- besides the price being high as hell, but I had several construction problems, like bad construction problems. When I- I'm paying twenty plus for a cigar, it shouldn't have a single damn construction <laughs> problem at all. I bought five of those Leo 11s, and one was plugged, right? And if the second one was plugged, that would have factored in. I, I, I kind of removed, uh, you know, I kind of just removed one from consideration because the other four smoked fine. But, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, constru- it was plugged. I couldn't get anything out of it. I had, I had to abort it, like, one-third of the way through. Yeah, the first one that I had, I think it was the Leo 10. It yeah. was – Expensive and it tunneled like crazy. I, I, I had to stop at the halfway point because I literally could not get past the massive tunnel and keep it and relight it and yeah. keep it. And when you got to pitch a, a, like a twenty plus dollar cigar at the halfway point, I, I'm not going back. You know, you all no, no. Right. It's like you know what problems I had with the Cohiba M. So right. you still guys know I had problems with that. So um, the Corona Gorda has not given me the construction problems. I'll tell you that. All right, I'm going to give you my other company. So let me preface this, okay? I think this company has been doing the right thing so far. And I think certainly they are capable of going into this trade show and having a very good trade show. So I I think they can do it. But I have it as a now or never because it's so important for this company. Does anyone want to guess what company it is? I'm terrified. (laughs) It's a spot. It's a sponsor. So go ahead. It's not a sponsor. Oh, why so would no you give panda. it such a good buildup? Uh, is that? Um, let me let me think. Um, who are you going to go with? It's like I said, they're doing the right things so far, but they're going into this, this is an absolutely no critical trade. So they have to knock it out of the park at this trade show, I think. And I think they can. Damn I mean, it. No, <laughs> I thought. I mean, I thought of another one, but you're not going to say it. So, what was it? No, um, I mean, I, I don't want to derail you. Go ahead, just go ahead. I'm going to get killed by Eric. Hey, Eric, these are free. Eric, Eric and Ben are going to kill me. Eric and Ben are going to kill me when I say this. First cigar that Eric smoked tonight. <laughs> oh boy. Yes. Oh, uh, Jake Wyatt. <laughs> no, Fairy Tail. Fairy Tail. But again, this is not a case where I think they are in trouble. I think they've done a great job. Like Michael's gotten into a lot of retail, but they got to have a big show. I mean, I think they have to have a big show. They can't go in and lay an egg at the show is my point. Uh, and it, it would be much worse than other companies laying egg. And I don't think they will. I think they're I was going to say, do you think they will? OK, no, then, that's why yeah. I said I don't think they will. But I but nonetheless, I think this is an extre- it's a first trade show. It's an extremely important trade show for them. Um, and I think, like I said, I think they could check the boxes and I think it will be great. Um, but I do, I do have, I want to see what's going to happen at the trade show. And I expect there's going to be a great reception for particularly the legacy brand stuff. Um, the limited, I'm sure people are going to want, and it sounds like from Michael's, there's going to be more, but, but that's why I'm saying Ferrier Tego. It's not a case. Nova's a different case. Platinum Nova is a different story than Ferrier Tego, but I think it's, a, it's essential. They have an important trade show and I think they will. I don't see any reason why they can't. I, have, I think, yeah. think there'll be a line out the damn booth. And, and then that will be that will be great. Then I say, yep, they did what they they did what they need to do. But you know, like I said, Michael's not going to lay an egg in that trade show, so we know that. So, 
So no. why'd you say it? Because it's <laughs> because it is important, right? Like for a new company like that to do that, especially with okay. their investing in and stuff like that. You know, other companies can get away with it, is what I'm saying. We're having a bad trade. I think they're, but they will. I think they're gonna have. I think they're gonna. Like I said, I think they'll be like we saw the reception last year when we were at the reception. Um, you know, when, when Michael didn't even have a product and it was packed. So I expect I expect he'll he'll clear to her, but nonetheless, I, I'm watching them very closely this year. Uh, you know what? I thought of one more. Yeah. And it, it's somebody that was it's had an event today at my shop. Uh-huh. Gurkha. Gurkha. Uh, Bear said yeah. Um, I think it's important. But I think Ben, like you, we're high on some of the stuff they've been doing in the last year. There's some stuff that they're doing that if they continue down that road, this is going to be good for them. But it's important that they they kind of get that out there. Yeah, they gotta they gotta do work on their reputation a lot. That's that's a big yeah. hurdle. Yeah, I agree. I think they still have. I mean, I said still think they're doing damage control on that. So, I agree. Yeah, with with the new the two new the Revenant blends are coming out of LRT set are really good. Yeah, I, I think they're really good. Yeah, so that, that's a big plus. So I mean, I, I think they can do it. Um, they just gotta, you know, they really gotta fix their the image and press on the you know the retailers that hey we're it's it's a new Gurkha basically. Yeah, give us another chance. The other one I was gonna mention. Um, the other one I was gonna mention was uh, was PDR. Um, I just you know he's it's he's rebranding and repackaging for like the umpteenth time i i I think you know and i I say this with great like great you know misfortune i i just i i like his stuff like there's so many of his cigars like i was on i was on eric's humidor gem show and i had i went into my i went deep into my humidor and i was i was pulling out all this pdr stuff that i love you know um i love some of the stuff in the back in the day and everything and it just I, I I think it's an unnecessary distraction, all the repackaging. And he's obviously thinking, doing what he's thinking is right for his company. So, I mean, I mean, I can't, you know, I, I can't necessarily, um, you know, fault him for that, but I'm, I'm, but I will at the same time, because I just think it's creating unnecessary confusion in the humidor. I mean, I went in the other day to a humidor and I was like, oh, what's that? And Brandon was like, that's, that's PDR. That's the La Traviata. I'm like, oh, okay. Or Travador, La Travador. And I'm like, oh, okay. Doesn't look anything like it. Yeah, and so, they have to get they have to do a better job of getting that messaging out to the retailers, I think. I, I agree. I mean, it looked cool, so I, I guess it accomplished he accomplished what he wanted to. It popped. It got my it got me. To uh, actually, I think it. some of the reblends have been pretty good. They've done he's done. So yeah, but I think, they, yeah. they have been. They, uh, the, our my shop here is uh is pretty deep in PDR and yeah. some of the newer really yeah. good. I agree. Like I said, I've been pretty impressed with, with some of these Dominican blends he's been doing. Well, I didn't Bear. think his blending was the problem. I just, like... You can't change packaging three or four times in the last ten years, which is what he's done on 1878. I think it's the fourth iteration of packaging he's done. Yeah, yeah. Bear, you, you almost triggered me when you said La Traviata, too, by the way. I'm sorry. Oh, that was a classic. All right, guys. Uh, these are... Last segment is a quick one we'll do. I don't have a bunch of these this year. These are what we call over-unders. Oh, Eric, These are. this is meant to be a fun segment. Um, this first question, Eric, you probably won't be able to answer, but the other three, I think you can. Um, these are over-unders, and they're just fun over-unders related to PCA. Um, you mean first- we haven't been having fun until this point? Oh, we have. We have. <laughs> okay. All right. But these are – all right. 
so there's a couple I put in here. I tried to be so the first one is related to the media compound, and I want a percentage, a throw out an over under of the percentage of the people who no show at the media compound this year and say they are. Like, I thought you were going to say how many bags of chips that we'll have at the media compound. We could do that. You could throw out your own fifty. You, right, let's throw oh, out that one. Yeah, minimum fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know we're going to be going crazy with chips this year for sure. But percentage of people over, I have 50% this year. That don't no. show? That don't show and say they're going to show. I'll say 25. Okay. I'm, I'm more optimistic. Yeah. Me too, because I mean, they, they know that if they don't show, they get the lifetime ban. Now. No, I, 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 I agree. No more lifetime bans without having oh, a uh, – oh. and, and, and we have to talk if Juan's ban is lifted this year, by the way. Juan can't sell. Look, we're the premier location to be after hours, man. Come we on. are. But last year, I think, in fairness, last year, the 106-degree heat did not appeal to people. I can oh, I can understand that. To be honest, he didn't care. He was out there smoking every night. Yeah. Soccer came and was sweating his ass off that night. So, uh, Aaron, do you have a number? I'm going to go 30%. Okay. Bear? Well, I was going to go 30%. Do, can I pick the same number or do I have to pick it? Yeah, you can pick whatever you want. Go 31 30. or 29. Pick it. 31. 31%. There you go. Yeah. Okay. This next question. Everyone can answer this one. The amount of times that Riste Ristevsky will post the pictures of his munchies on any post related to PCA in a comment on social media. Well, now it's going to be 100. Who's going to be fucking counting that? Uh, oh. I don't know how we're going to count, but I had 100 as well, by the way. <laughs> you know that every PCA post he's going to have, he's, he's gonna, because Risky is famous for just throwing up a comment that has nothing to do with anything. And you know he's, like, waiting for this opportunity to do it. And if, if he does 100%, that'd be funny as hell. Yeah. Well, I said 100 total, but, yeah. If he does 100%, that would be crazy. But I think no, oh I'm 100%. He, oh, whatever. He could do. He could do it. If anybody could do pull that off, it'd be it'd be risky. Yeah. But does anyone have zero? Because I don't. I don't think anyone should say zero on that one. No, I'm not saying zero. So I'd say I'd say 50, I'd say man, conservative. I'd say 75. Okay. I don't know how we're gonna count that, but we'll see. All right, this is just a generic one. Total inches of rain that takes place in Vegas during the PCA trade show. Oh, we got we got no, no rain this year. No rain. I'm saying year. zero. I'm saying zero as well. No rain this year. I think we have a dry with, show this year. We've had rain the last couple of shows. The droughts they're having out there and everything else. I'm going to go zero percent. Zero. How about you, Eric? Well, I got to be different. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna say there'll be one night where it just comes down like crazy. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. So, I'm gonna go two inches of rain. Ooh. Be flooding. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it'll snow. That'd be funny. I I'd say uh, I say half inch. Half inch. Okay. Aaron and I gonna go with the zeros on this. Maybe I have been in Vegas when it snowed. By the way. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it, it's actually interesting to be out there when it happens. Yeah. All right. This one is related to our brands doing interviews. So, Eric, you can answer this for Dojo, and everyone can answer this for Coop. Or Aaron, if you, however you want to answer, it's fine. Or if you don't want to answer, sure. the average interview time at the Steve Saka booth this year. Oh, my God. 
57 minutes. I'm going, si- I'm going 62. Oh, yeah. Over an hour. Mm. Yeah. The average is probably, the average is probably going to be 40, but that's because that's an average. So, yeah. you know, like guys like you and stuff and maybe, maybe us, you know, we'll be in there for a while, a good hour and 10, but uh, for an average, I'm going to say uh, 48 minutes. Okay. I'll go with 38 minutes. Yeah, that seems, uh, that damn seems it, like Aaron. Shit. That seems like a better guess. <laughs> that seems like a good guess. All right. All right. Um for, 40 42. 42. The meaning of life. The There's of no life. way that we, I'm taking the over on bears on that one. <laughs> the average. Bears, I'm, bears gonna oh get yeah, up. no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely for sure. I would take the over on that. Uh, in fact, Steve, he booked, he booked half hour segments, but he has no, the second half hour is like buffer is how he's done it. So that's how he's done it the last few years. Um, so. We did have a 15 minute conversation about star Wars on the last one. We did. I was parking the car when that happened. So I missed that conversation. I say, well, I say 50 set. I, I say my, my personal over under I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. 59 minutes. I'm gonna take the over. Yep. I got an over under. How many cigars does Ben get to smoke during the? That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll take. I'll, I'll take the one and a half. I'll take Ooh. the one and a half. I'm going two and a half. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with five, and I'll tell you why. Mm. John McTavish will be at the house and at the trade show this year. John is a pro smoking while doing photography. He will tutor you during this trade show and you will learn the ways dude you're bringing it in the ringer jesus man and you you will make five yeah eric do you smoke when you're well you don't do the camera no i don't do the camera i don't even i don't smoke a whole lot at the trade show anymore you know because what what happens is yeah you you they give you this cigar they light it come on light it up and then you, that's about the time you're leaving that booth. And, yeah. And so then you go to the next booth and you kind of, you know, you, it's kind of rude to be smoking somebody else's cigar. So typically nowadays I'm just like, oh, great. I'll light this up. Uh, I'll light this up right away. Thanks. You know, I appreciate that. And I just don't light it up because it's just, I don't want to waste the cigar. I, yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad. You know. All I think right. on day one, I think I had the same cigar for like most of the day. Yeah, you just like take the band off and yeah, just the like, band off. Yeah, like, hanging it out. Yeah, that's kind of what I do too. Oh, see, I'm I'm old school, man. I I've done this shit so many times. I don't give a fuck. I was gonna, <laughs> if, if I'm smoking, I'm gonna go in. I don't care. Give me one, I'll smoke it later. But I'm not gonna throw this away. If I like it, I might might be shit. I throw it away. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Eric. I'll ask you this question. Yes. Give me an over under on the number of dojo videos that you guys record this year. Oh. Um, how many did you do last year? Ah, I don't know. Jordan, Jordan would know that off the top of his head, probably. But I'm gonna say uh, 65. Okay. I have another question for Eric. Where will the Herklots interview be happening this year? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, there's, there's, I know I you're gonna reveal tell. it, but there's, there's gonna be a Herklots interview, right? 
Oh yeah, for sure. That'll you be... have to go into his hotel room while he's taking a bath. How <laughs> how you top that? You, how you topped? That's how you did. It. I just gave you the or, idea. Or, or, That's or, how you top it. or while he's getting a massage. But That'd be really the invasive. best is like Michael's <laughs> comments. Michael's comments, like the fucking guy. Yeah, <laughs> that was the best. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know how we. Maybe maybe this is one of those monsters that we created that we should we should just stop. You know, because it'll get too. It's going to get too uh, outlandish. You started too close to the sun. You had to be yeah. further distance from the sun to start it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, number of bags that. Okay, this is probably a yes or no. Does my bag break at PCA? Number of bags is a bad answer. True, if, you know, I, I've had the bag break twice at PCA. No. Is this a medical question? No, the, uh, the, the I have had my I have had my. That would uh, be a really bad Herklaus interview. I've had two bags break at the PCA inter- at the trade show. I've had it happen twice. A bag broke. I had to go get a new bag. I'm, I'm I'm hoping I hoping it's zero just because so I don't have to carry it this time. Uh, okay, over under. Well, we've got new equipment, but how many times does Ben stare at me telling Coop to be quiet in the background because we can hear him talking? Ten. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be good about it this year, but I'm gonna. I, I was gonna say every fucking booth. <laughs> but we'll see. I've Ten. got a I've got a question submitted privately. It's not over under, but it. It is about a particular cigar at the trade show. Okay. What is the number one cigar found almost unsmoked in the PCA show ashtrays? Mm. Dude, I've seen some fucking crazy cigars. In those oh, ashtrays, boy. I mean, the I, one year. I saw you a Patron Nicaragua was one year. I remember that. <laughs> uh, no, the, you, the most frequent. This is probably for like uh, Ben, Coop, and Eric. Um do you remember when the uh, that King, that Kings company? Mm, yes, and they had like this monster ass cigar. It was like a seven by seventy or something at that point. Maybe it was box pressed. I think that one was the most. I remember that. that. Yeah, I, I remember me, me and Robbie Raz did a video where we uh, we pulled up to a, an ashtray and we were we had gloves on, you know, and we were like picking through. It. Like no, obviously nobody liked this one. They're right. like, it was like barely smoked, you know. Yeah, I, I, the one I remember, Ben, you may remember. Remember Great Wall of China cigars? Oh my God, yes. They couldn't give those away. They couldn't get. Yeah. They just left their whole. They left boxes of cigars at the booths, right? And no one, like you, think free cigars left behind. No one took them. <laughs> Anywhere there, they were just they were just tossed out. So sad. That's so that made me look. I it, still have a, a stack of those stainless steel cutters. They just gave me like twenty of them. I have one of them. I have a couple of those. Yeah, they were very nice. I'm not. They were nice people, but they got one of the biggest booths at the trade show that year, and the cigars were just god awful. That one year at PCA. All right, you got any more others? Any other I don't ones? have any others. Anyone else have any others before we close it out? Mm-mm. All right. Well, first, uh, thanks to the team. Eric, thank you so much. Um, we're looking forward to tomorrow night. Uh, we'll be on, Aaron and I will be on Smoke Night Live doing first impressions of cigars. That's uh, right. Mine are truly two I have not lit up. So, um, I mean, I have them in the packaging still. So, yeah, so, same yeah. here. I, I'm doing munchies. 
and I'm doing the mm. the punch people's champ. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, uh, I think a few of you guys are doing the munchies. Yeah, we I, we decided it would be more fair if Matt and Jordan also did munchies because that way it get, it gets a wider perspective from people. So we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, but, but real quick, if you don't mind, tomorrow at noon, baby, these go on sale. It's the new size. The, the Espinosa Habano Rabito and the Sassy. So we're excited about this product, man. Great, great oh. cigars. It's gonna be yeah, cool. I like that. I like that size from Espinosa. Um, they've done a few of these humidors. I've been seeing some of them float around. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a a Laranja Oscuro one, I believe I saw. Um, it's pretty cool. It's a soft pack thing of that, and that's yeah, uh, it's like soft. So, yep, soft kind of thing. So that's that's exciting. And then tomorrow night with you guys, uh, Aaron, what are you smoking? Uh, I am smoking the Villager TA 2022 and the uh, Monte Cristo Espada. Uh, limited edition. I think you're gonna like that one. Okay. I think you're gonna like that one. That's a good cigar. Yeah. Are you? It's a bold prediction, Cotton. Let's see if it works out for him, dude. It's like that's a. (laughs) I was like, Eric, are you sure about? No, I'm not sure, but I, I, if if there's if there's hope, got to keep hope alive, baby. Exactly. Eric, I always like when you do this show because um, I feel like you always pick a general product. You know different brands, but a lot of you do a lot of general product and stuff, and I think it uh, it's it's cool because like you know you know it's it's not necessarily a sexy pick or anything, uh, right. but I, I love that you give I love that you give everything a shot and and uh, and stuff, and it's well you know part of that bear is the fact that general is really good at getting out product. Yep. Yeah. And so true. if you have the product in your hand, you're more likely to. Yeah. You know, give it to either review it or maybe it ends up on, the, on one of these first impressions shows because um, it, it is when you do these shows, first impression shows, sometimes it's kind of hard to find a cigar you haven't had before. That's also kind of relevant at the moment. Yeah. Like right. you, you don't want to, you know, be like, oh, I'm smoking a uh, I'm smoking this Cuban that I got in Mexico. You know, who cares? <laughs> right. Yeah. Got, so the idea is, you know, these are sort of relevant, like uh, that people want to hear about. And so sometimes it's hard to find one yeah. that you haven't haven't done. Yeah, I, I try to pick stuff that's like if someone's watching the show in two years from now and they haven't tried it. Um, it's either like a core line or a very high profile limited edition, like a Monte Cristo, I would do in certain cases like that. Right, right, right. You're yeah. a man of the people, Eric, which so the very <laughs> apropos of picking the people's champ. Yeah, that's so, right, baby. Yeah, I'm picking uh, just so you know, I'm picking uh, the uh, Camacho um, factory and lease two. OK. And then La Gloria Cubana Criollo de Oro, which I have not smoked those yet. So what really? happens on the show, you guys, is they get 25 minutes and, you know, we talk while we're doing this um, about other topics, but you get 25 minutes and you have to then rate it. I'm uh, sorry, uh, Aaron, you have to rate it in the hundreds point. I was going to ask you, but I need, to, I, need, I need to know who's hundred point scale. I'll be ours. Ours. Oh, okay. So, the dojos. Uh, right. But you can also, you know, Aaron, you can also say if I was doing this. On my side, I would also give this. Uh, All right. Well, you might you prefer some fifties. Yeah. That you know. <laughs> hey, um, remember these are premium cigars, Aaron. Yes, so I understand. They, okay. I understand. Oh boy, are you are you using the flavor scale for the munchies? The flavor scale. Didn't you guys say that you do like a different scale for the flavored for the infused stuff? Oh, you mean because it's a flavored cigar? Yeah. No, yeah, it's gonna fall within the spectrum. Okay. Like I've okay. like I've said. Yeah. So. Right. um 
I, I've told I told Risty, look, I'm gonna give it the most. I he knows that I hate the packaging, right? right? Um, that I I think it's just too it's too on the nose, right? Like it's it's yeah. too on the nose. Um, it looks just like food product. I so he knows that, and he's he understands I don't like the packaging, but it's this is the cigar, so I'm gonna give it the most fair. You know, um, I'm not gonna hold any grudges against it, and uh, oh, that's right. You should give it a fair shot. I, I yeah, agree. I gotta give it a fair shot, yeah. and we'll see, see where it see where it goes. Yeah. Now, my problem is with it is like, like he's mad at me for other reasons, right? But the problem is here's why I can't do it fairly. I hate Rocky Road flavor. Like, I, so there's like, that's why would I ever, why would I ever pick that cigar up? Because I can't review it fair. I don't like the, fl- and that's a flavor component. So it's, 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 it's I can't be fair on that. He, he, so. No, you know, but no, Coop, that's, that's. You not. hate chocolate, marshmallows, and nuts. Oh, can't stand it. <laughs> okay. I, I, Rocky Dude. Road ice cream as a kid was, I never liked it as a kid. Um, I'm I can't not eat big it. Mar- so I'm not fine. big of a marshmallow in general. So Who could you Mar- smoke the cigar bear? Oh, wait, I, I don't know. You sound know. real. You sound real terrorist right now, man. I don't, have to, <laughs> I don't know about this, man. You know what? I think he's a uh, actually a Russian spy. <laughs> Might be I'm communist. Not, I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure if I can smoke the lunch thing. I, I'd have to. I'd have to have a conversation with Rusty. Yeah, I think you could. I don't think it'd be a problem. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd, why not? No, I'd do it. I'd, a shot. Unless he infused actual chocolate flavoring. In yeah. It. If yeah. you put. Yeah. If you put. If there's cocoa anywhere on it, then yeah. That's a problem. I, I think you're. I think you're safe. I don't. I think they're enhanced. I don't think they're flavored. I think there's and there is a difference. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. And then just uh, a programming note. Um, next week's primetime show. Uh, we start the two weeks of the virtual trade show. Um, so we'll be starting those shows at nine o'clock. Uh, we have a lot of pretty interesting companies on on deck this year. So, um, some newer companies that we haven't had in the past. So, and I said it wraps up on the thirtieth with the Steve Saka midnight segment. Um, and that won't everyone goes 15 minutes, but you know, Steve is gonna go two hours like he did last year, so yeah, so stay tuned for that. And then Bear and I are gonna have the Freud folks on on Tuesday on special edition. So, uh, oh, we have a jukebox show on Monday as well, which is gonna be uh 1991 in music. So, guys, thank you so much. I know we kept everyone late. Thanks to our audience for tuning in, and even thanks for Skip for his uh pandering comments as well we do appreciate that uh that's gonna wrap up primetime episode 232 into the annals of history for thursday june 16th now friday june 17th in the eastern and central time zones we'll see everybody next time take care everybody see you guys thanks coop see you guys see you tomorrow yeah